deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock don't be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin's dream. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast. For lapsed fans, I'm your host, DC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, I can I sense the I sense the trepidation. Well, 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 well. Well, well, well. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um I don't know, not much happened this week. <laughs> I don't give a slither shit. I don't give a raven fuck. Cra- I don't even crap. remember what the it's ra- raven, raven crap. crap. Yeah, thank you. It I is all g- raven crap, isn't it? It is raven crap. This is all a bunch of a bunch of <laughs> Huffle, fuck. This is the big one. We we here we are again. I guess is the best way to start this off. Um, feels like this is happening all too often. We we have like a lull in the news. We we, we tempted fate last week. That's what I'll say. Mm. Uh, last week I was like, we haven't got anything. We can make fun of a screen rant article. Uh, we can talk about some dumb some dumb merch stuff with the butter beer. We haven't got anything going on. Everything's quiet. J.K. Uh-huh. Rowling's not on Twitter anymore. And that part's still true. Sure. But, ooh, ooh-wee, have we got some stuff to get to this week. Um, I've tried to arrange all of this stuff in order, and mm-hmm. we will go through it all. But, like, just b- before before we really dive into it, I just want to get, like, your, your temperature on this. Like, were you expecting, did you re- even remember that the new Strike book was coming out? Uh, I didn't have a good bead on when. I knew mm-hmm. it was imminent, and I think yeah. that was just sort of in the back of my mind. Just You know, she changed her, like, Twitter header to the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. big Zodiac clock. Yeah. Is it a yeah. clock? Yeah. So I was like, that's going to happen. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> it was yeah. just sort of, I'm not going to read it. So it's just sort of, like, in the in the haze, um, but I, I didn't consider, it didn't. I didn't ping my radar. Yeah, this much. really the the specifics of everything that went down this week really blindsided me. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I mean, like, really, that's on me, I guess, because like, I think, I think even we earlier when we were considering this more, more like actively when the when the strike book was first announced, and we were like, you know, is the next tr- strike book going to be like all about all about her turf stuff? Um. I think I think we might have floated that idea, but that was so long ago, and like so much has happened since then that I just I just completely forgot about it. And like those books just aren't a big deal, or like haven't. I mean, like I don't think I think this is the first time like any strike book or TV episode or anything has like caused any sort of major headline. And we 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 we've been like aware of all the dumb stuff in strike. I mean, like we we've talked at length about the stupid like the boob grab thing. We, I, I've got a. We, we talked about her fucking up the uh, the music attributions when she uh, she mixed up Kanye West and Jay Z. I forgot about that. That's one of my favorite little details. <laughs> she got it backwards. That was really funny. I think I think we have just sort of like known in the back of our minds that st- the strike books have just kind of at least on like operating have always been operating on some like low level of like fucked upness. Um, but like. 
for some reason, I just like was not prepared for that to ever be like a main topic of news discussion on one of our episodes. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. It, it's stupid because it's like I want to say they're not very successful, mm. and that's sort of true. They also have a TV show though, so I'm not sure like what measure of success that I'm right. on. Like that's not doing too well. But I think like I think like compared to Harry Potter, right? I mean, there's five. There's five books now. I, I yeah. pro- if you had asked me, you know, three weeks ago, like how many, which strike book is coming out? I'd be like, I don't know, maybe three or four. <laughs> This is the fifth one, and it's 900 pages. That's something that I want to talk about. Mm. What? So Harry Potter, very short books to start, and then book five happened, and it was extremely long. And so I kind of a thousand and thirty something pages. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of assumed that what happened was is that like the story got a little too big for her at that point. And also she had enough clout that editors weren't going to step in and be like, this is way too long. Right. Uh, but now I'm like, is this a thing? Because the new strike book is 900 pages. And I think that the other ones are um, are all like more reasonable, like popular fiction length. So I'm like, is this her her thing? <laughs> is that like she writes a uh, long series of books and that at book five, they just like balloon into <laughs> 900 pages? <laughs> What's up with that? But, well, it seems like book five is around the point in, in both of her series now where, like, she decides that she wants to make this, like, about something beyond what, it, like, you know, beyond the genre fiction that it was. That's before. no good. Uh-oh, yeah. turn back, turn back well, yeah, here. It's, it's the, it seems like it's also, yeah, it's also, it, it is probably, I mean, it sounds like Strike might have been worse from the off than Harry Potter ever was, you know, in its early, early books, but, like, yeah, like like pivoting from like you know just writing like a procedural genre fiction like airport paperback to like like this is about well oh god I'll get to the quote of what she says this book is about but like you know this one's about something. Uh oh. Yeah. Whenever J.K. Rowling tells you that uh, she's written something about something, a political fairy tale, perhaps uh, it's uh, it's time to be a little suspect of mm-hmm. what, she's, what she's doing. I don't know why I said suspect. Put a little, put a little aftertouch on that one. Suspicious. Suspicious. Uh-huh. A little suspect. Yeah. But uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, I am backing up. I'm going to take us to the beginning, which is when the 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 dreams of a of a new strike book, uh, and and uh, you know other other big deal items were just a just a glimmer in the distance. Um, mm. with what I thought would be our major story for this week. <laughs> Which is the J.K. Rowling billboard thing in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So this is now th- this in it of itself is not interesting. Uh, a guy commissioned a billboard that said "I heart J.K. Rowling" in a public place, and everyone got mad at it. And then they took it down. And then he said, "See, the SJWs are coming for me because I, I, I took oh, a stand." Oh no, I'm canceled. Oh, I'm canceled now. Um, and like this would be completely inconsequential, except for the fact that this is like. <laughs> I think this is the second person to do this. I think that one of these was also like in the New York subway or something at some point. Um, and like this, this is the saddest like attention getting ploy. I think that these people have come up with yet. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I get sick and tired of seeing like the campus gun girl videos. Sure. And, like specifically the ones where people are like making fun of them. Cause I'm like, yeah, she's fucking stupid. Like, what else is new? Stop putting her on my timeline, right? But this one is a special kind of dumb where 
it is so because like uh, like with with the gun girl it's like yeah yeah she's getting like dunked on and owned by these teens at the on the college campus and like but like that that's how she makes her money right is like this is all a like this is how she gets attention. This is how it gets generated. Whereas, like, with, with the, like, I Heart J.K. Rowling stuff, this is complete nobodies who like J.K. Rowling because she shares a shitty belief they have. And, like, just, like, like setting up this weird uh, 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 mechanism for them to get yelled at and then, and then go, like, oh, everyone's being mean to me. I find this so, like, <laughs> fascinating. Like, this is, like, an exercise in, like, public humiliation on purpose I, I just i can't they're just like oh just, i don't know just like go 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 set up some stocks in the middle of the street if you want to get humiliated that badly like it's, it's just really pathetic yeah i mean like sort of the difference here is that the the gun the gun girl like th- that is how she's making her money presumably billboard right. billboard person has like a day job bill the billboard people are spending the money that they already had to like fawn over a billionaire and so it's a different i think it's like a new different level of pathetic so at least for now i am all for the like you know like normally with like you know i'd say like the equivalent of like defacing and the the jk rowling billboards would be like i don't like like yeah take a look at how stupid the, the the campus girl is but like this is i think a little different because it's like if it's it sure seems like these you know i know these people want the attention mm-hmm. but also the way that they're getting the attention is by making themselves look incredibly fucking stupid and wasting <laughs> their own money so i'm like sure okay go for it let every let everyone know that you're wasting your that these people are wasting their fucking money uh and have s- stupid opinions right like works for me i have no idea how much it would be to purchase space on a billboard i think like, it's no. like at least a few grand it's not cheap hmm it is it is it is absolutely a huge waste of money to uh to get one of these put up. Uh and they're also like really I mean like 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 it is just so nakedly there to get defaced too. <laughs> yeah. And so like this this the watching them like do their best like Oscar nomination like, you know, uh uh uh, acting routine of like I can't believe I all I did was put up a billboard that said uh, that I like someone and even that gets the face like come on dude come on <laughs> <laughs> oh oh I just I I I just I just happened to be wearing a clown costume and stand next to this pile of 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 pies and someone <laughs> threw one at me how could this, how could this happen um, and I th- and see, that's the thing. I thought this was going to be the story this week. I thought we were just going to riff on the billboard thing for for ten minutes or whatever. But then then disaster struck. The Telegraph of all places published a I think the first I think it was like the the earliest review of the new strike book by J.K. Rowling. They gave it three out of five, and they basically said this is this is such a good like. Game sucks. It's racist. Uh, uh, eight out of ten or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Because it was like uh, uh, the, even the the subhead is uh, strike and Robin's fifth outing is uh, good on characterization, weak on everything else, and has a sub and has a subplot to make Rowling's critics fume. The funny thing about this review is that like this is the Telegraph, right? So like 
if I remember right, Telegraph is like a a like center right neocon newspaper. Yeah, but I still had to go on Tumblr to find someone who copy pasted the review. Yeah, because it is paywall. It is paywall. <laughs> <laughs> I am not paying for the Telegraph. Thank you to weird Corbin Strike Tumblr user. Please find <laughs> please find a new book to read. <laughs> um, the uh, th- so the review like basically tears the book to shreds even though it gives it like a six out of ten and is like right. the mystery sucks uh it's boring it's 900 pages long that's too long for a mystery um and then it really only snuck in the like the detail about it you know the 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 book being transphobic kind of at the end and in a very um passive voice it's like oh this book has some stuff that will uh make you know, will not change anyone's minds about uh, J.K. Rowling if they if they think she's transphobic. Right. It's very like if you're already mad at J.K. Rowling, you're still going to be mad at her for this. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's it's certainly not a like a passionate takedown of her for this. No. But it blew up, and and it, it, it it's honestly kind of funny that because it, it is like I said, this is a uh, a a right wing newspaper um to, of some degree I, I can't remember exactly what level of of freak telegraph is on <laughs> um but like the uh it's it's earnestly quite measured like like it's if, like if, two lines and it's it's yeah. really not it is not a takedown and again it's like three out of five stars most of its criticisms are like it's boring like if i remember right it's like a lot about how the book is about a cold case and they spend most of their time interviewing old people about something that already happened and i'm like that is so jk Rowling. yeah it's a it sounds like it is a 900 page pensive chapter it's fucking sturgis podmore all over again but so and i think what is what is really ironic about this is like this coming from like you know a, a a newspaper that is probably not super up on or cares about these issues, becoming the flashpoint for this like revelation that J.K. Rowling's new book is like about her bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's really funny that I think it only really like this would be such a nothing review if it had come out like a day later or something, and mm-hmm. like other reviews had come out and said this stuff. Yeah, because. Like, there are much more detailed and passionate, uh, uh, like, criticisms of this book. In fact, there's one, I would say the most detailed review I have read is one that is defending the book, which is hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this, this like, super blew up. And, like, it, it you know, this, this was, like, uh, all of a sudden, everyone was talking about Cormoran Strike, which in, in and of itself, I think, was very surreal. Because, like, I've never known anyone to give a fuck about Cormoran Strike uh, you know, in in normal online spaces. I mean, Harry Potter super fans don't like Cormoran Strike, no. right? Yeah, they no are, one cares. if anything, if, if the the people who are Harry Potter super fans that read Cormoran Strike because they know it's J.K. Rowling are generally pretty lukewarm on it mm-hmm. at best. Yeah, it's 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 it, it seems like it's captured a different audience. the the fans that the fans that do exist are not. I don't think that they they have much crossover with Harry Potter fans. It is people who just like like a good you know a, a good airport mystery uh, that they can kind of tear through in a couple of days, right? Yeah, it's um, like a micro fandom, right? Like you yeah. can find a you can find a micro fandom for everything, everything right? <laughs> like they yeah. they are out there. 
um, especially like police procedurals. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can go and read some person of interest fanfic if you want. Like, it's out there. There's a blacklist fan site that I have checked more than once because it is that is so fascinating to me. What are they on? They're having a great time. They well, the thing is, they <laughs> love the evil gentleman. Oh yeah. This website, this website has like a whole section dedicated to like, ooh, the the past loves and flings of of Mr. Ooh, Red. Right? I like that. Yeah, they're in. They're really into cataloging his his uh, his escapades. I bet. Yeah. Um. But so so this this review that just kind of ended with this very vague like, oh, this book, yeah, uh, uh, and this is I this is in their words features a a. You know, quote-unquote, transvestite serial killer. And that sort of got the ball rolling on all of this that has happened this week. Um, And it was interesting reading about this and sort of, like, watching the discourse unfold with only that, like, little tidbit. Yeah, because no one's reading the fucking book. (laughs) Because no one's reading the fucking book. The, the discourse got really, really big, really, really fast without any actual quotes or anything from the book to point at. Just just this general trope being used, right? Sure. And that's that's not I, that's not a criticism. That is like – I mean like it, I can count the number of pieces of media that do that trope that are I would say like worth watching or reading like on one hand probably, right? Not not out of pocket to immediately be suspicious of something with with that as its like thesis. Right? Yeah, and I mean like I mean like come on. Yeah. Come come on. Like this is this is prime like when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Exactly. Kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like we don't we don't need to litigate this. <laughs> right. Like the, the like the, the best comparison I saw was that fucking article I sent you this morning that was like, "Oh, are we canceling Psycho now?" And it's like, "Yes." Well, Psycho is from the 60s. Bad <laughs> news about movies from the 60s. <laughs> but the other thing too, right, is that like the cultural value of Psycho that is lasting has nothing to do with, like, Norman Bates dressing up as his mom, right? It's like, it, it, wow, what an effective, effectively shot and edited horror movie from 1960, whatever, as long as you ignore all the parts where it's just two guys sitting in a room reading the DSM, right? Like, right, and like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yes, Psycho has had lasting harm. It has done lasting material harm, yeah. period. Yeah. Yeah, yep. It is uh, uh, not I, a great comparison. There's really no I like I, <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. Also, I've watched it and and enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. Um like I mean, <laughs> frankly, I don't know what movie from the 60s I could sit down and watch and be like, "Oh good, this hasn't done any <laughs> harm." <laughs> Nothing nothing's fucked up in this. Nothing is fucked up in this movie from the 60s. Um but also an incredibly dumb comparison to make when like the different the difference one aside from the age and like distance we have from psycho as like a cultural artifact at this point is like you know for as many things in psycho that are you know offensive and and bad and like poorly handled now or you know then but also like more obvious to everyone now um is it like alfred hitchcock was not like going online and talking about how much he hates trans people every day. Whereas when when you tell me that J.K. Rowling has written a book featuring a quote-unquote transvestite serial killer, yeah, some neurons start firing in my brain, perhaps, about what that could possibly be about. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, like, 
old stuff is hard to talk about, right? Like, yeah, it, it is. I, I, don't, we, I don't know why we have to like, like, no, Psycho's not canceled. But again, like you said, like the stuff that lasts is like, wow, wow, the point of view character died halfway through the movie. That was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy. The the music when the lady gets stabbed. That's uh, that's pretty intense. Uh, the shot of him on the stairs looks pretty good still. Uh, if you squint real hard and pretend that there's not an hour of pointless dialogue where a detective and, or a detective <laughs> and a psychiatrist talk about like, ah, oh, the young young boys, you know, they're they're being coddled by their mothers and they they don't <laughs> they don't shoot stuff in the woods anymore. Like, yeah, it, it, I guess it's still pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, I just I don't know what that what the temp, like the why people want to go back and be like psycho is good like okay yeah sure um but to make it faultless like psycho is like incredibly misogynistic and trans misogynistic <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. just that is just a fact about psycho yeah it's also old and you can't change it like like it's it's, it's you know it's not a new thing that is coming out right now by an author who is still writing stuff who like He's just getting worse every day. It, it was a weird comparison, uh, but it was one that I saw more than once of like, like, oh, or the other one, too, was like, oh, are you are, are we canceling Silence of the Lambs? And I'm like, well, fucking yeah. First of all, Manhunter is a way better movie. But second of all, yes, like, <laughs> yeah, that does also suck. Yeah, just Sorry. watch the Hannibal TV show. <laughs> Yeah, so like that was that was sort of like the first wave of discourse was like was like arguing about whether or not the trope was good. But but it's a trope. But it's a trope, guys. We've done this before. It's a trope, so it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. Oh so, shit! Was, I had no idea. Uh, damn. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know that that was how it worked. Thanks, everybody. So that was sort of like the first wave of argument. But then things got a whole lot worse when the Guardian. I'm like. Fucking, at this point, no more Guardian. (laughs) Bad newspaper. They ran a review called J.K. Rowling's Troubled Blood, Don't Judge a Book by a Single Review. It is is tone deaf of J.K. Rowling to write a killer who disguises himself in women's clothing, but we should be wary when one review in the Telegraph is reproduced without question. So that's your subheader. And this whole article is like is it's like and i i earnestly like i i saw this headline and i started reading this article and i like i nearly had this moment of like oh no did we jump the gun with this of course i shouldn't have thought this but like just 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 like my raw primal like lizard brain i like looked at this and i was like uh oh is like is the other shoe going to drop and is like is that review just going to end up being like wrong cuz that's happened before right like mhm but like I I looked at this and I was like waiting. I was waiting for their like, you know what 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 is your what is your smoking gun? What is what is, what are, what are you going to own me with here? The the Guardian review says the Telegraph review chose to go big on Creed, describing him as a transvestite serial killer and asking what critics of Rowling's stance on trans issues would, would make of it. But Creed is just one of many suspects, and without giving too much away, he is not the main <laughs> villain, nor has he portrayed as trans or even called a transvestite by Rowling. Are so you, I was like, Are you telling me there's multiple suspects in this detective? Damn! Novel? Oh, fuck! In this That's 900 crazy. page detective novel, there's more than one suspect? That's crazy. That's crazy. 
No one. Wow. No one has done this before. She's done it again. She's turned the the mystery genre up on (laughs) up on its head. Uh, instead, he is a man who has, quote, camouflaged himself behind an apparently fey and gentle facade, having been abused as a child. Uh, Kree begins watching women undressing in secret at the age of 12, stealing women's underwear and wearing it while masturbating. On one work, work night out, he puts on the coat of a female colleague and sings a song. He has a convival, sexually ambiguous persona that worked well with the drunken lonely. When a stash of jewelry is found hidden below his floorboards, he said he'd bought it because he liked to cross-dress. In reality, it was a lie to cover that these were trophies taken from his victims. Creed is described as a genius of misdirection in his neat little white van, dressed in the pink coat he'd stolen from Vi Cooper, and sometimes wearing a wig that, from a distance to a drunk victim, gave his hazy form a feminine appearance just long enough for his large hands to close over a gasping mouth. So it's way worse. So it's way more transphobic, <laughs> is what you're telling me. Oh, so that's really bad then. Oh, it's way, Thank you, it's The Guardian. Way, it's way worse than than uh, than the Telegraph even hinted at. Yeah, I uh, I could not. But like I said, I was like waiting for the. I was like, oh no, is the other shoe gonna drop? And I am I gonna look like a fool? Is there gonna be egg on my face? And of course not. Of course, fucking course not. It's GK Rowling. But yeah, I just love this. This this is like this is presented as some like big gotcha to everyone. Like, oh, you thought it was transphobic? Well, get this. It's actually uh, ten times worse than you thought it was. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. It's real fucking bad. I mean, like the, the best part about this too is that this is presented like these. Are, any of these things are like new ideas for crime fiction. Like, like J.K. Rowling really has painted like a, a tragic portrait of a character here. And it's like, no, these are. This is like one out of five CSI episodes. <laughs> like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah, I think that, like, aside from everything else, like, just just talking about, like, the gimmick of the villain itself in the realm of, like, crime fiction. I have read a lot of popular fiction. Like, <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to read so much. I don't read anymore. This is all, I just read Harry Potter now. Um, yeah. But I used to just like it was like my my like one source of entertainment. So I would just like devour every like crime popular fiction novel. I've probably read yeah, twenty yeah. James Patterson novels, all that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. The escalation that those books have to do for their villain gimmicks is yeah. so insane because yeah. it's like yep. it's all it's like everything has to escalate. Everything has to be wild. At the time that like Silence of the Lambs came out movie came out in 1991 so i assume that the book was written in the 80s like yeah the like cross-dressing scene was like shocking to audiences in 1991 Mm -hmm. um but like he also had like fucking moths in his house right like right like the the escalation of what has to happen to not just be like okay yeah that's just like the normal trope of this genre is like insane well, the, the so thing, I don't know what J.K. Rowling is fucking on. Similar to the um, the like psycho comparison, right? Like the Silence of the Lambs thing was getting brought up a lot this week, and again, I think a key difference between Silence of the Lambs and this, which is again from a like known and active like anti-trans activist at this point, right? Right, is that like you could rewrite silence of the lambs Mm -hmm. and take out that detail and lose nothing 
Yeah. Like, like, and like, this isn't, and this isn't an excuse. This isn't a justification, but like the, the, the Buffalo Bills, like cross-dressing stuff is purely there for shock value. It's, it's not, it's not about that. It's not about that character. Really. It is just like, here's another quasi detail in this quasi story. Right. Right. Everything else about Silence of the Lambs is much more interesting and lasting and I think iconic is like you could do that without that detail. This is a story that J.K. Rowling has written about this on purpose and like on her website, as we you know, we later found out that she she intentionally wrote this story. Let's see, that it explores the changing face of feminism and ideals and stereotypes of femininity. So, like, she was thinking about this actively, right? Like, this isn't this isn't an offensive thing that got thrown on the pile to, like, escalate the shock value. This is just, like, there on purpose because it's what she believes and she wanted to write a story about, like, how being, how evil, quote-unquote, men who went to be women are, right? Like, it's, it's, it's not... Don't give her an inch on this shit, right? No, I, yeah, I mean, again, someone tells you who they are, you gotta believe them. And mm-hmm. she just is saying, she is saying it, you know? Yeah. There's no there's no reason to breathlessly try to come to the defense of this. There's no reason to breathlessly, like, try to rehabilitate Psycho. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Hannibal, right, yeah. Like, like, okay. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it is... And also, I think, too, is that it, it's it's important to remember that, like, this isn't new for J.K. Rowling either. I mean, like, you know, as we have been covering extensively in on the, on this show, like, J.K. Rowling has always been, like, a reactionary traditionalist, whether she realizes that or not, right? Yeah. And and we have, you know, we, we talked about the Rita Skeeter stuff in Goblet of Fire and how, like, the introduction of Rita Skeeter is very... Very thinking emoji. Uh, yeah. If you if you know who J.K. Rowling is, reading that now, um, and it's very interesting to see the return of the mannish hands thing, right? Yeah. Like like I I feel even more vindicated than usual, honestly, about the 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 Rita Skeeter stuff specifically. Um, but it's also not the first time J.K. Rowling has done this in Strike because. Like, again, no one reads these books, so I guess it just, like, never became a headline or anything, but, like, there's some really heinous shit in all of these books. Yeah, we did talk about the other transphobia that's in them, because <laughs> yes. that, that, the only reason that that went around is because of her other shit, right? When she mm-hmm. had, like, some plausible deniability, oops, middle-aged yeah. moment, and then people would be like, hey... Did you see this part in, I think it was Lethal White, that's, like, extremely yeah. transphobic? Yeah. But then there's also, in uh, in The Silkworm, which I think was the third... Oh, no, I think this. I think The Silkworm is also the one that has the other incredibly transphobic mm. character there's in so it. Many. <laughs> there's so many. Why are there so things. many? But there's this, there's this sequence here that uh, I saw going around on Twitter, which was... A young woman wearing a hijab was watching them talk from an opposite seat. She had large, sweet, liquid brown eyes. <laughs> Very Assuming, good writing. Yeah, great writing. 
Assuming somebody really did enter the house on the 4th, I've got to say a burqa is a bloody good way of getting in and out without being recognized. Can you think of another way of totally concealing your face and body that wouldn't make people challenge you? And they were carrying a halal takeaway, allegedly. Was his last meal halal? Is that why the killer removed the guts? And this woman could have been a man. <laughs> so this, like, this stuff, like, so, like, like... <laughs> Not only is this incredibly racist. <laughs> yeah. Which is a different head covering, by the way. Burkas and hijabs, different things. And he just immediately goes to like, oh, it could be a burqa. Yeah, like, like is he going into his fucking, like, BBC Sherlock mind palace here? <laughs> he's, like, he's got a BBC Sherlock mind palace, but just for racism. Yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, so... On top of being, like, incredibly racist and, and like, stupid, it is also a another scene that is obsessed with the idea of, like, uh, men getting away with shit by pretending to be women, right? Like, like she is obsessed with this concept. Yeah. The, the one thing I know is that, <laughs> that like... People in hijabs are go unchallenged in where yeah, London. Nobody wearing, yeah, nobody wearing a burqa has ever been challenged uh, or harassed or bothered or attacked in Europe. That's never happened. I, I mean, it just, it really, I think, goes to show just how fundamentally baked in her reactionary, like, anti-political correctness bent is. Yeah. That that's like, like, how, how warped does reality have to be for you to, to like, write that into your mystery novel? Something that is just, like, frankly not true. <laughs> you, like, just, it's actually the opposite. But I, I, I fundamentally think that she is, feels threatened, right? Like, this idea mm -hmm. that, like, oh, you can't approach a random person out on the street and ask them about their burqa. Because yeah. the political correct police will come get you, so they just mm -hmm. remain unchallenged and can just get away with it, whatever crime they want. And it's they like they could do whatever they this want. This is not reality. Would you like another quote from the silkworm about burkas? No, <laughs> no, I would not. The walking stick, like a burka, conferred protective status. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so Jay, she's always been on this tip. Cle like, like there is no mystery anymore as to what, like, who J.K. Rowling is, right? Like, over the course of us us doing this podcast, she has like made it abundantly clear where she stands on everything, mm -hmm. um, on stuff that like may have been like you know plausibly deniable or like unknown when we started. So, like on on that on that from that perspective, I'm like, I don't ever want to touch the strike stuff. On the other hand, like seeing. The news, you know, the news cycle unfold and, and, and this quote from the Guardian review about how awful this book sounds. And then re seeing that silkworm quote going around and like, like dig doing a little more digging into that. I'm like, is it, you know, is it maybe worth picking through these and seeing what else is in there? Because it sure seems like these might just be her like. Like, where she goes, you know, her sandbox, where she goes to, like, write all of her. Like, that was, honestly, do you think she's pissed that people know that Robert Galbraith is her? Because I know that this was the this was the name that she chose and, like, tried to keep secret for the first book, right? Like, we... Yeah, and I think I think did a pretty... I mean, like, I think it worked. I th but that was sort of the thing, is that the books just weren't that successful. Yeah, it was like... I, I think it was, like... Because the first book... 
got a print run of like just like a, a like initial like 500 copies right um like any like any like you know first run no name author would mm-hmm. um and i think it was like somewhere in the middle of that book's release or you know like like you know still on the first print run after it had come out people figured it out and like i think she eventually copped to it yeah um something like that I I can't remember the exact details of that, but I but I do sort of wonder if like originally Robert Galbraith was meant to just be like, you know, this is my troll account, right? <laughs> like like this is where I'm gonna go to to, to, to say what I really think. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, she certainly has no problem saying what she really thinks, uh, you know, uh, under her own name now. But like, I'm I'm very curious whether that was the initial idea. Yeah, I mean, I think that she must feel pretty tormented about it in that like she keeps like going away and throwing a fit over and over again like i think it does uh eat her up inside i don't care to be <laughs> to be clear yeah. this is yeah i don't this feel sorry purely, like like uh completely detached armchair psychology from yeah, watching yeah. her twitter feed but i don't know i don't know it is so baffling to watch this cycle unfold again and again of her disappearing for a while coming back to say some incredibly fucked up shit and then disappearing again. Like at this point I'm tired of the game, right? Like I'm tired of her disappearing act every time this happens mm-hmm. because she's clearly like she, she is dead set in this. She's, she's not going to budge on this. This is now, you know, there was, there is, I think a certain era of her like life and, and work where like, person and the work were like disparate enough and like you know like i said like we 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 have gone into detail over this show over like how many little pieces and 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 hints and and nuggets there are of the stuff that you know that that is more fucked up about harry potter but like that wasn't the it's not like the first thing you notice about harry potter right like like it is about strike yeah now that that gap has closed and the author and the work are the exact same level of, like, obnoxious, in-your-face aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop hiding. Where are you, like, where are you going? Like, like just, just at this point, just, just own it. Immensely cowardly, I think, um, for her to write this incredibly fucked up shit and then play the victim every single time and then, and like, you know, throw a fit and, like walk away it's 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 honestly it's the same it's the same as the fucking billboard people just on like a uh, on the like a different scale right it's like like stop playing no no one's buying this no one no one believes that you don't know exactly what you're doing so at least fucking own it that's that's kind of where i'm at with her right now yeah i think that i just have like a general despair about the existence of mega celebrity it, fe- <laughs> uh-huh. it feels like this like kind of helpless uh helpless despair of the fact that that a that mega celebrities ha- like exist in our world, and as such, she can just release this extremely. I, I mean, I haven't read it, but I assume like pretty subpar, you know, run of the mill mystery novel. Get it it's published a because of who she is, page and we, mystery novel. we all have to fucking talk about it. Yeah, and and I do, and I don't think ignoring it like makes it go away, right? Either because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how you 
like reckon with um, uh, monsters existing in the world and those monsters uh, rent a yacht for 30,000 pounds a week. <laughs> like, I think that I think that's the problem. And maybe that's just like very reductionist because it like makes me feel better to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me upset. It's horrible. Well, it's, it's one of those things where, where like I certainly – I don't begrudge anyone who doesn't want to engage with any news about her, engage with any of her work anymore, uh, et cetera, right? Like I, I think that is a totally valid personal call to make. Oh, yeah. I think for me, my personal call is that like the genie is already out of the bottle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't unmake J.K. Rowling famous. Right. As much as I would like to. Right. Like if I could, you know, if I could Thanos snap my fingers and, you know, like rewrite history, I would. Right. But like, um, it's, 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 it's like impossible to do. And I think that it is more important or not more important because I don't think it's a bet. I don't think it's a better decision than the other decision. I think for me, it is more satisfying to like continue to engage with and argue about this shit and be loud about it. So more J.K. Rowling's don't happen, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah I guess the, the like where I stand is that there is a worthy observation to be made here, and I don't <laughs> think that it is a moral imperative that individuals need to make this observation, right? Like I, yeah. I, I like don't, like don't engage. I'm not saying like it is your moral duty to engage with it because I <laughs> no. flat out don't think that's true. Absolutely, but I not. do think it is a worthwhile observation to say what happens when you take a, you know. A children's fiction writer that wrote pretty, uh, like, fairly middle-of-the-road, above-average children's books Mm -hmm. um, is clearly textually a, like, (laughs) liberal reactionary. Yeah. Make them into an untouchable (laughs) mega-celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then they join a hate group, you know? Right, yeah. Like, that's the progression here. I think that's a, a worthy thing to observe about mega celebrity and i'm also not saying that you know like only good people should be mega celebrities mega celebrities should not exist um but but maybe it maybe it is worthwhile to observe that that happened yeah no i i it's 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 the same as anything right it's like uh i i think that if you if you have the stomach for it which i i do I like rolling up my, you know, I I like putting the gloves on and poking around in in the gore, right? I like mm-hmm. I like I like to. I, I've talked at length on here about like you know I I I do enjoy in a weird way, like hate reading the dumb shit that she says because it like I I do get some satisfaction out of like like wow boy, sure sure everything I believe about celebrities sure is being like exemplified right here <laughs> right like mm-hmm. like i think it is i think it's worthwhile for me to like to like have that to engage with and pick apart and uh and also like share with people who are you know are similarly minded of like yeah i hate this but also like harry potter is inescapable as like a juggernaut jk rowling by extension is like in, in- inescapable as like a a cultural figure um and and i uh I I I get some value out of like, you know, criticizing the figure, but but yeah, like it, it's it's a totally personal call thing. I think it is. I think it's absolutely valid for people to be like, yeah, I'm just like done. Like I'm like not even not even for fun, not even for like hate reading, not even for like, 
you know, going like, oh, can you believe this? I'm just like, I'm, you know, it's like me with a gun girl. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, there, there's like plenty of stuff I don't have the stomach for. I have the stomach for this. Yeah. I, but there's a lot of stuff that I just don't like. No, nope, yeah. can't yeah. can't go there. I don't have the stomach for it. So, yeah, it sucks. It fucking sucks. But it's not surprising. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm just like I said, I'm going back and forth on like, you know, should I am I going to like read these fucking books and like, you know, map out exactly how fucked up they are in detail like we have with Harry Potter? Because it's like if the two if the two details that have risen to the surface are as heinous as this, you know, this uh, serial killer description and this insane burka sequence, like that those aren't the those can't be the only things in there right <laughs> like like we we could probably get her whole i bet i bet between all the books that existed before her actual turf manifesto existed i bet all the stuff was there cuz it sure seems like the the series is just her like her her this is where she writes the real shit about social critique right like it's it's probably all there it's just that no one read it cuz no one gives a shit yeah yeah i I don't I don't think anyone reads these so it's like who cares <laughs> Also just on its face 900 page mystery novel about a cold case is such a delightfully boring pitch for a book I'm like the, I'm I'm like fascinated on like a structural level on how this fucking thing works right like Yeah some of the some of the like um orbiting details about this are so funny to me because you can tell that she like got a little bit of a literary bee in her bonnet, but then mm. was like, I'm going to talk about the Zodiac and about like, and it's just like, she's the, the ego is, is so crazy. You know, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised. And like, I, I am sure that the book itself probably loops back around to being about like Christianity somehow, but I do find it very interesting that the book we are reading right now, Deathly Hallows is so steeped in this like crisis of faith Christianity story mm -hmm. and how it also opens with the, um, the, like that, that Quaker poem. And then also the, like the, the, the ancient Greek poem, yeah. right? The, apparently this book, this, this strike novel opens with an Aleister Crowley quote. Yeah. So like, what's going on there? Did J.K. Rowling, like, discover Rosicrucianism somewhere in the middle here? Because, like, I don't know, that's maybe the most endearing she's ever been to me. But holy shit, like, that's that, that's an insane, like, leap to go from, like, your, uh, your like, uh, uh, your, your Crisis of Faith novel to, like, quoting uh, uh, the tarot, uh, Aleister Crowling's writing it on the tarot in your next novel, right? Like, that's... That's kind of nutty. This is sort of petty. This is this is my most petty that I think I'll get, which is that I just think mm. that I think that too many people told her she's a genius. I just oh, always, yeah. I always get this like edge where she just like dips into this stuff and acts like she discovered it. And it's the same thing with like how she wrote Harry Potter and then like got in trouble for saying that she doesn't read fantasy. And I get the same vibe about like her writing mystery novels is it's like she is dipping her toes in it but also feels like she's above it somehow mm -hmm. she has she like has no respect <laughs> actually oh my god i just thought of this you know what hmm. um if if people are you know I, I i would say it is it is hilarious and ridiculous that that this is a 900 page mystery novel but also 
if you want a nine more than 900 page mystery novel if you want a mystery novel that is longer than the entire bible <laughs> that also tackles the uh the uh uh the 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 exact same killer trope head on and completely dismantles it mm-hmm. you can read fucking umineko you mm. could fucking read you could just fucking read umineko you know <laughs> hey everybody if you haven't been listening to the bonus episode hey i'm just saying i'm gonna re- I recommend Umineko. That's pretty good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Much longer than 900 pages. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think we can put that one to rest for now. I am sure that is not the last we will talk about this. Um, uh, you know, like I said, J.K. Rowling made it perfectly clear who she is at this point. Um, not a surprise. Uh, but moving on to even more news that happened this week. Mm. Fantastic Beast 3 is now filming. Fantastic <laughs> Beast 3 is still happening. It is still happening. Um, so it turns out that the delay of uh, Depp's trial that we talked about last week and the week before um, was granted, but not because of the um, filming schedule. Apparently, mm. apparently, apparently the uh, the. It, let me see if I can find the exact. The trial also had to move because of COVID, so like all the trials are delayed. So it was all backed up. So his trial got moved to May, uh, which also takes it out of the um, the realm of clashing with Amber Heard's. Uh, filming so problem solved i guess for all parties can we not just take a couple years off of movies is that (laughs) not something we can do i think we'd all be okay we yeah no one no one got no one saw tenet i think we're good you know like i think i'm so pissed off that we just can't just take some time (laughs) off (laughs) we can we can all just i don't know we can just put you could just put some good movies back you know like Sure, maybe maybe it'll be safe to go to a theater again before new movies start coming out if we do delay things for two years. But just fucking put some old movies in the theater. I guess I don't know. I'd go see like, go put like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something in a theater. I'd I'd go watch that. But like, we could just stop making people make movies right now. <laughs> I I think it's bad. <laughs> anyway. They are making Fantastic Beasts 3. They're filming it right now. Yeah, and what a they... fucking movie that we can't take a couple Woo! years off from. <laughs> Aren't you excited? Sorry, I'm so pissed off. <laughs> fucking breathing in hazardous air. Ugh, Fantastic Beasts 3 is coming out. <coughs> Yay. Woo. Yeah, no, there's there, there, there are set photos. Apparently, and this is like the more juicy detail, is that they started filming it in secret. They did not release a press release because they, you know, they 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 were very upfront about like how the filming restart was going to go for Batman, which is like being shot. I think even in the same studio. Didn't Robert Pattinson test positive for COVID? Yes, yes, that was right after they announced it. Maybe that maybe that means we should take a year take off. A fucking break, yeah. Um, but no, there are photos going around of the set being built. Uh, for the new Fantastic Beast movie, and they have already started filming, which there is a domino effect of interesting, capital I, interesting things about this to me. Uh, Steve Cloves, 
he is he still involved? Because he kind of came out harder than anyone, honestly, on the um, criticism of J.K. Rowling. Yeah, more like I just feel like he didn't have to. You know, like there there were some celebs where I'm like, yeah, yeah, Harry Potter's got to come out and say something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, but nobody close. knows who that guy is. We we know. We know who he is, but yeah, he he came out quite strong, and so I want you know I I'm curious if J.K. Rowling has like kicked him off the project or you know what 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 what's going on with that. Um, I guess this is confirmation of what we had long suspected, which is that Eddie Redmayne is the world's biggest coward. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, not a shock. But I'll talk. I'll talk to him next time I see him. <laughs> you'll see him. Yeah, you'll. You well, I guess not this Christmas. Probably. I guess no one's taking. No, because I'm taking Christmas. a year off from Christmas. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he. I, I guess you know contracts and all that. I'm sure he couldn't get out, but still, he also came out quite strongly against her initially but i guess is you know still showing up for the paycheck or whatever Just tucking his tail between his legs and going to film the stupid <laughs> wizard movie i'm sorry i need to take a well i can't take a deep no, breath i'll take a shot i like this energy i like this energy you've got mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm feeling it nope i'm good i'm calm <laughs> feeling normal yep it's all normal here everything's fine um and uh the other thing is like so Tenet fucking bombed. <laughs> and and I think before before Tenet happened, before theaters reopened for this little experiment, um, the buzz going around the film biz mm. um, was that all of these studios were sort of like waiting on tenderhooks to see how Tenet panned out. Yeah. And like whether whether, you know, are we going to be putting any, anything else in the, else in theaters this year? Are we going to keep producing movies right now? Like everything was kind of hinging on this stupid Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. It fucking bombed. It made sixteen million dollars, which is, I mean, I will never see that money in my life. That's but like, nothing. That's nothing for a movie by Christopher Nolan, right? Um, and I am very int- I like. I'm wondering if they just are counting on the production lasting long enough that by the time the movie's done, everything will be back to normal. Um, or whether or not they jumped the gun, you know, did, did someone at WB, did they get a like early screening of tenant and go like, wow, that was so good. I, the, the 40% of dialogue I could hear over the soundtrack was so good. I, I'm sure that this is going to make its money back and we're going to be great for the theater in no time. Like I'm, I like it. I'm, I'm curious where, where the decision got made to pull the trigger on on starting again, like regardless of all the Johnny Depp stuff, which is honestly at this point small potatoes compared to all the other reasons that this movie's production was in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, I'm I'm so curious where that where that decision got made because uh, I like if if Tenet. A movie by a director who, like, God knows why, but like a director who is immensely respected and and uh, and uh, hyped up all the time. Um, bombs. Like, no one's gonna go see the sequel to fucking Fantastic Beasts. Are you kidding me? Nobody liked the last one. <laughs> like, this is this is not the movie that's gonna get people to theaters. Yeah, you know? the last one bombed because it was bad and for no yeah. other reason. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the last one. Yeah, it, when a movie like has the Harry Potter branding on it and still bombs relatively, like that's a problem. Uh, like like we said last week, it made exactly half the movie, the uh, half the money Aquaman did. Right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oopsie. So that's interesting. Um, but uh, I, I guess I guess the juiciest thing there is just the idea that they um, started filming it kind of silently, and uh, if anyone is uh, catching up with Eddie Redmayne at any point soon. Ask them, hey, what's going on? Did you did you and Joe shake it, you know, hash things out? What's uh, what's the deal? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll ask him in a couple of Christmases from now. We'll see what's <laughs> up. <sighs> All right. We're nearing the hour mark on this news segment, but we are not done. We have more news because... Two years, almost exactly, I think a little less, from the date that we first saw the leak of that Harry Potter game, they fucking finally announced it at at the dog shit PlayStation 5 (laughs) conference. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. Um, We will, so our third segment this week is going to be kind of digging into the trailer itself in detail and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But I I, I want to talk more about just, like, everything happening around it in the new segment, right? All because right. this blindsided me for some reason. I did not expect that this was going to be announced at this thing. I mm-hmm. honestly forgotten about it. I tuned in to the PlayStation conference while I was working just to, like, kind of, like, gawk at it, I suppose. Because, like... Speaking of taking a year, take a year off of releasing game consoles. Take a year off of PlayStation. Take a year off of the PlayStation. You know, I, I, I love. I'm a gamer. We love gaming here on the Shrieking Shack. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of need to launch your systems with games, and it sure seems like none of those are ready. So just take a year. Just take a year. Just, just you know. And if you're if you're a gamer, go re- revisit some old faves. Check out um, Diablo Two. Check out mm-hmm. um, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Check out um, Guild Wars Two. I played. A, I haven't played a little bit of that. That's oh, kind of fun. Um, how's that? It's it's pretty fun, actually. So I remember that being fun. It is fun. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of games out there. Play Undertale. Read. Yeah. Read Umineko. It's longer than the Bible, and it's but it's good. Um, but uh, yeah, they they I I like looked at this thing. They showed the. Demon Souls remake that looks like they ruined everything that I like about Demon Souls. Sorry, I'm just now you were mad. Now I'm getting mad thinking sure. about video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 fucked around with Demon Souls and made it look like something else. Uh, they uh, they showed the Call of Duty trailer where the where the guy came on and was, this was like right after the Harry Potter trailer too. <laughs> I was like still like kind of like in the like wow they finally showed that thing huh to like the the Call of Duty guy being like like. Oh, the Iran hostage crisis with the like the chill PlayStation drum and bass underneath it. I was just losing my fucking mind. <laughs> but yeah, no, they showed it. it. It came out of nowhere. They had a very polished trailer for it. They had Jim Dale in the trailer. That's kind of cute. How would I will you say? feel? I want. I mm. want like what? What was? What was going on? Like I need. I want the. I want the feelings. Like with me? Yeah. Like seeing it happen yes. on, live. Yeah. So my my when so when the WB Games logo came up. Batman. Yes, hundred. I was like, oh, they're showing Batman. Then, 
very whimsical magical music started playing and i was like uh oh uh oh and then and then when um <laughs> when when i heard jim dale mm. was when i like dm'd you and was like it's fucking it's happening yeah uh, it's it's the harry potter game yeah they 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 it's a okay just just zooming out regardless of any other context uh, i would say that it was i i like saw that thing and i was like yeah pretty good like looks looks all right there are some bits in it that look exactly like the leak which is really funny like how close that leak was to being the real reveal i guess mm-hmm. i think the most interesting part of it and this is the part that is already as we speak you know the hot button thing with this game is how clearly the marketing of the game itself is trying to distance itself from jk rowling yeah the yep. like premise of the voiceover in the trailer <laughs> is like we all know harry potter and what that what that's like but <laughs> but but what if you got to do your own version that wasn't that didn't have anything to do with the harry potter you know hey you don't that- suck so <laughs> The tagline for the game is "Live the Unwritten." Mm-hmm. I was it the Discord FAQ that you linked that had the like, like, well, it is based on the world of J.K. Rowling, but she did not have anything to do with it. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll get into it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they're starting on the back foot, which is, <laughs> which is. You know, obviously, preparing a trailer and whatnot, preparing a game reveal takes a lot of work and a long time, so they knew they were going to be on the back foot, but you just know that, like, there was a, like, countdown happening where everyone had their fingers crossing, like, please, Joe, do not appear. Do not say anything. Please shut the fuck up. Yeah, please don't, please don't appear before this game gets announced. And, like... You you know that like the day because it's like today is the seventeenth. The reveal happened on the sixteenth. It was the fourteenth, I believe, when this strike stuff blew up. Right, mm-hmm. like like just some poor developer, director, marketing person, whatever, just like did the marriage story wall punch when he saw that. Like <laughs> like, like he was just like fuck, like god damn it, we were so close. Like, we nearly made it a whole, you know, month or whatever without her saying something fucking stupid right before our game came out. Like, ugh. Yeah. You, you you hate to see it. I wonder if they, like, just kept checking her Twitter, like, compulsively like I do. Yeah. And just keep seeing I that would. fucking, like, nobody epic chimp gentleman replier at the, to- at the top of her page <laughs> and just, like, shaking their head. Like, goddamn. Like, fucking... Three days remain. Majora's Mask, like cut over. Like, uh, the, yeah. game, the game's coming out. Like, oh my god. Yeah. What a disaster. I still think that she meant to retweet that on private. Yeah. But then I, it's like too, too proud or whatever to, to delete. Yeah. yeah, that was even for her. That one was just like so open. Like, because the thing is, like, she's very open about her shit, right? Yeah. But she's very, but she's very careful and like eloquent about it, right? Like she tries to like, you know, she tries to couch it in like the most reasonable, uh, uh, smart person language possible. I suppose is the best way for me to put it, right? Yeah. And she just retweeted just like some fucking, you know, dumbass. Like, like you know, I think like, it was for private. Yeah, I would not be surprised. the The trailer like just came 
quite possibly the worst time it could have, right? Like, there's, like, at a certain point, it's like, there's no good time. To, like, I this, can think this... of worse times. Not a good time. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is no good time. No. I can think of worse, but this <laughs> is one of the worse ones. I would say, like, her manifesto week would probably have That's been the worst true. time. That would have been worse. Oh, that was close to another games event, wasn't it? Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah, that was, a, that was another one where people wondered whether or not that got pulled at the last minute i just yeah i um i want oh god i just realized because yeah you're right that happened relatively close to some other event i think Mm -hmm. and i i could easily have seen it getting pulled at the last minute there sure but here like you know two days before the playstation event I wonder whether someone was like, "Hey, we've got to pull this again. She's 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 in her she's in her fucking shit again." And like Sony being like, "No, are you kidding me? We have like three games to show. <laughs> like, we, like we've got the Demon Souls remake, we got Call of Duty, and we got some fucking like Sackboy bullshit. No one cares about. Like, we, just take a couple taking... years off, PlayStation, <laughs> Mister PlayStation, just." Just take a nap for a couple of years. <laughs> I guess they did have the Final Fantasy trailer. That was kind of a big get, but yeah, I just I'm just imagining like, no, you are not taking the Harry Potter game trailer out of this thing. <laughs> like, sorry, too late. I don't and maybe this is mean, but I'm honestly shocked that the Harry Potter game is at all a big deal. Sure, yeah. Maybe that's stupid because I know Harry Potter is, like, popular, but I mm-hmm. am just, like, a little bit surprised that this licensed game for a really old franchise that isn't doing very well, I'm surprised people care, you know? I think it's just the nostalgia thing, right? Because, like, Harry Potter, like, you know, obviously Crimes of Grindelwald sucks and most people don't like it, but I think that makes people, that that weirdly strengthens the brand for people who are really nostalgic for the old stuff, right? Because this, cause this leans so hard on, like, the the like sorcerer's stone fantasy of like wow you're being transported to this magical world there's a whole boarding school here you know there's an adventure for you here it's just like the movies that you remember i think it's just like it's hitting on that so strongly that like it's it's reinforcing the like old nostalgia that people have for harry potter as opposed to like however they might feel about it now or like how they feel about jk rowling now right like it's yeah i guess i just knew that there was going to be like a small sliver of people that were really excited but i i just i'm i'm a little bit dismayed seeing the discourse (laughs) only because like i didn't expect the anguish that people are feeling about wanting to play the game like i thought it was going to come out and it was going to be like really middle of the road and no one would care so it didn't matter and apparently Mm -hmm. people do care and i'm a little bit shocked i i i can't get over i mean like this is this is the same i think was when was when like crimes of grindelwald came out too because people were this was more about like the johnny depp stuff then but it it went through a similar like wow i like i i feel bad about supporting this movie thing right right i'm just never interested in people's like personal like like oh like i need to let everyone know whether i do or don't support product right like that is so immaterial to me like i said earlier like you can't put harry potter back in the bottle right 
it is if if you feel strongly enough about Harry Potter, you're like, damn, I've always wanted this game and I'm going to play it. Okay, do that. I am like, like if you and if the criticism of that that people are you know passing around upsets you, like don't read it. Also, you could just like it's a video game. It's a single player video game. You could just buy it and play it. You don't have to like announce to the world like I am donating all the money that I spent on the game also to mermaids. Those, right? like it's just... those people and the ones that are like, oh, but the devs, they need to take that shit to their priest. I don't like, I don't give a <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care if you if you want to play it or not. Like, uh, just... <laughs> yeah. It... <laughs> that is really the best way to... Yeah, all the like, oh, but, you know, I'm... The, the weird, like, real-time public justification for, like whether or not I buy billion dollar products is like, who fucking cares? I don't, it's not activism to like buy or not buy a thing. I don't give a shit whether or not you think the devs worked wheel hollowed on it, you know, like eh, shrug. Yeah. And probably when you buy the shitty thing from the shitty person for the shitty company, like again, Go to your priest. Don't go on Twitter and be like, I am so sorry. I will publicly flog myself to feel better about this. Like, just, oh my God. You're just putting the guilt you feel on the people who, like, are harmed. Feel most affected. Yeah, the few feel most harmed by this, right? If you just want to play the game, shut the fuck up and play it. I don't care. But, like, just, <laughs> you can't. You can't just like, I don't know, like like put a bunch of like pride flag emojis in a post and be like, do not worry. I I'm I, I am buying the game. I am gonna play the game. I am gonna talk about the game, but also I am gonna make you know that I am. It's like fuck off. I don't care. Also, like like just don't like it's probably just like a fucking middle of the road licensed game. I don't know. Yeah. Play a good yeah. game. Play. There are so many good games out there. It's probably going to be real middle of the road. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about how the game we're, looks. We're, but yeah, we're as as expert as expert Harry Potter sca- scholars and ga- gamers. I nearly said scamers. Uh, we will we will talk about this at length in our third segment, based on the trailer stuff and 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 what I think this game is going to be. But like, I cannot stress how little I care about anyone any individuals purchase habits but i especially don't care if you're trying to like put it on like the trans people in your life and being like don't worry don't worry everyone i am i am tokenizing you i'm thinking about you as i play the video game i understand that real people real marginalized people are being harmed but the devs are crying i must support (laughs) them (laughs) you can steal video games parody you know it is it is doable hmm that's in so, Minecraft, that's you, so interesting. You can you can steal games in Minecraft. That's so that's so crazy. But yeah, uh, so that's a real fun discourse that is going to last forever. I'm so relieved in a weird way that it's here. You know, like 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 it is the the, the Harry Potter Skyrim saga has been a big part of this. Show. I mean, we've been talking about Harry Potter Skyrim way before the leak. That's right. We that was like the third episode we started yeah. joking about Harry Potter Skyrim. So to see it actually existing, to see to know that it is coming out at some point and it will be a real product as foretold by us, there's something very funny and satisfying about that, but I could not never have imagined in 2018 
that like we would be here with this, right? What a couple, what a whirlwind couple of years it's been. Honestly, for, yeah. For the brand. Yep. Remember that? Uh, I don't even know what it's called or why why it happened, but it was a Star Trek ga- console game, and it came out, and it was like new star the new Star Trek movies. Oh, the Gears of War one. Yeah. Yeah. That. That was what I was expecting. Not the game, mm. but like I expected the that kind of, of fanfare, like people being excited about it. I that was the level I was kind of picturing was the Star Trek Gears of War game. So so the so it is not the fact that the game is out or that, that there's discourse about it, but the the anguish that people are feeling and the wanting to play it that is is shocking to me. I, I guess it's kind of just like a Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football situation where it's like, maybe this license game will be good. Maybe this will, maybe this will be the, the one that is the delivers on all of my like fantasies. And like that, those are so rare, you know, like the, the, the good license game that it, and it they is definitely weird. happen. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Can't think yeah, of one right now, but I'm sure they do. There are some good star Wars games. Sure. Uh, there's, I like the Return of the King game uh-huh. on the PS2. That game fucking whips. Yeah. Yeah, they exist. Um, Captain Crunch's Crunchling Adventure. Yeah, there we fucking <laughs> go. Check's Quest, pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, like the, there are so many games that exist, and there are so many open world games that exist, and there are so many like harry potter inspired games right like there's the um the fucking uh the stardew valley team is making a harry potter game basically yeah there there is no dearth of wizard school yeah there's the there's like the rune factory series or there's it's not rune factory there's another there is another like there's a game that's like what if Animal Crossing was at Hogwarts Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it's called but like that exists right like sure like the there, there is a novel, you know, like I've enjoyed, you know, we played the PS1 game, we played the Order of the Phoenix game, we'll probably dip into some of those old games again at some point. Like, I've enjoyed some of those, but like, the, the like, the mighty need that a lot of people are feeling for like, oh, I got, I gotta have the Harry Potter game is really funny, because it's like, Harry Potter stuff is everywhere, and just like, not linked to Harry Potter explicitly, right? Yeah. And, and this, and this also, like I said, we'll, we'll get into it in more detail later, but like, Damn, it's an open world game. Yep. There are a lot of those. A lot of good ones of those out there. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, so I think that about covers it. I think that is the news. Is there anything else well, that I missed here that we should we should cover really quick or should we I, I think that's it. All right. Should we take a break before we uh get into our chapter here? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's take a break. Let's get some water. Let's uh, take a deep, smoky breath, calm ourselves down, and then return with uh, our chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm doing the intro. That's right. Now. That's right. Because we read a chapter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and we read chapter 18. It is called The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. This is going to be short and sweet because this chapter is a single conversation and an excerpt from a book. It's kind of serendipitous that we got this chapter this week, honestly. I would probably be worried about it otherwise. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did. I read this chapter. I was like, oh, this is really short. Uh, but I wasn't wasn't too worried about our length here, so let's uh, go into it. Um, it's sunrise the next day. Harry is pouting and upset about his wand um, and thinking about how uh, nobody understands his pain because his wand is special and other people have had their wands break, but he's different. Um, and also he's he <laughs> also he's pissed at Dumbledore now. That bastard. Um, he's he has lost all faith in Dumbledore. Mm. Uh, Dumbledore never had a plan. He left him on his own. Now they're in a worse position before. He was not looking over them all this time. They are just in the cold, cruel world um, alone and with with no direction from Dumbledore. Um, And now Voldemort has the photo of the handsome boy (laughs) and will know who he is and how to find him. They've lost everything. Hermione cautiously approaches Harry and is like, can I talk to you? I, but she's like freaked out because he's super pissed off. Um, and, and he's like kind of sort of being nice and be like, it's fine. I'm not mad at you. Uh, and she's like, good news. I p- pickpocketed uh, the, auto, the biography from Rita Skeeter while we were at Hilda Bagshot's house. Um, here it is. And Harry is, like, super hyped up. He's like, finally, I'm going to read the truth about Dumbledore. And he find, he flips into the book and finds the picture of Dumbledore and Grindelwald hanging out and the caption about how they were friends and proceeds to read um, uh, an excerpt from the book that it is an account of Rita interviewing Bethelda Bagshot, who um, is basically talking about the summer where um, her grandnephew... Gellert Grindelwald came to stay with her um, after having been expelled from Durmstrang for doing doing some like sicko stuff on the other kids. Um, and while he was staying, he became friends with with Albus Dumbledore. Um, and there's also like a letter uh, that sh- that is that is printed in the book, and it's from Dumbledore to Grindelwald. That is like basically like, yeah, I think it's it would be cool to rule over all the Muggles because we deserve to because we were born with powers. But remember, we should be nice about it. Um, and Harry, uh... oh, and the other thing it kind of talks about is how no one knew how Ariana died or Kendra Dumbledore, and it's kind of the Rita Skeeter doing like, I wonder if it was because they were killed in a dark magic ritual that Albus Dumbledore was involved in. Um, Harry finishes reading this and is like, oh my god, all my worst fears are confirmed. Dumbledore is horrible. He used to be like a weird, weird fascist teenager with Grindelwald. I can't believe this. I'm so betrayed. Hermione tries to remind Harry that it's Rita Skeeter's writing. He has to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but he won't hear anything about it, especially after reading the letter. Um, uh, and Hermione also like recites the information that she knows about Nermengard, the prison that Grindelwald created to imprison um, uh, people who opposed him. But now, in a twist of irony, he is now imprisoned in. Mm. Um, (laughs) Harry's had enough with Dumbledore and goes on another big rant uh, about that. And Hermione says, now, Harry, he still loves you. Harry, Harry wants to believe it, but he just can't. That's the end of the chapter. 
there are a lot of thoughts I have about everything that happened in this chapter. (laughs) But I think number one with a bullet for me is imagining that the entire action sequence in the last chapter happened with Hermione holding a big-ass book with a sticky note on it. That's right. <laughs> this, this book, I we that last chapter was such a treasure. It was so cool. There was never going to be another chapter as good as that one in this whole nope. whole book. Um, we got one. We got one Resident Evil chapter, and that's we it. We got one good chapter. We got one fun Resident Evil chapter, and now we are fully back in the absolutely boring, gormless bullshit religious allegory. Um, <laughs> But even worse than ever, because this one, like, I I like a good religious allegory. I am I am not religious, but I find religious allegory very interesting and fascinating. And it's like, it's one of those things that is like so inseparable from like most culture, right? That it is just, it is always interesting to read. Yeah, I mean, I think that like, even like, I'm not religious either. And I think that just everyone, like the search for meaning, yeah. that's going to resonate with everyone. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the hats off to J.K. Rowling for taking a tradition that stretches back thousands of years across <laughs> many, many cultures, all cultures probably, uh, uh, and just, just, just making it as fucking boring and and obvious as possible. <laughs> here's here's the th- here's the thing with me reading this. Yeah, I thought it was heavy handed before this chapter. Yeah, no kidding. It was all like we. <laughs> We we even even the bits that we praised um in terms of like its its religious like connotations last chapter were still yeah. with kind of like the like backhanded compliment of like, well, compared to the rest of it, it's it's a little more interesting, right? And now we hear we're back here and just full on, just like incredibly on the nose, boring, obvious metaphor. This is like heavy handed, like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is heavy handed. Mm, mm-hmm. But bore, but boring. Yeah, well, I like the Lion, the Witch. Because well, at wardrobe. least you go into the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe knowing what it is, right? And like that's the thing. Whereas, yeah, it's also for like ten year olds. <laughs> whereas this is like, this is like, hey, didn't this used to be like a fun wizard book a while back? Wasn't this, wasn't this just like about like a, a an evil lizard guy who wanted a rock that made him invincible, like? Like that, that can we go back to that, please? Harry goes on like three very long internal monologues about his crisis of faith and chapter. Honestly, That's the whole chapter. The, we like this has been a thing in this whole book, but it's never been stronger here. But the way that Harry is just like both Harry and Hermione here are a stand-in for the author in really boring mm-hmm. ways. But I think yeah. the most striking and like ill-conceived one is the way that harry has all of a sudden gained a very uh poetic internal monologue that has never existed before the the line in the very first page where he says he thinks to himself simply to be alive to watch the sunrise over the sparkling snowy hillside ought to have been the greatest treasure on earth Yet he could not appreciate it. It's like, dude, he's seventeen. What, like, what the fuck are you talking about? If I if I could set this chapter to a song, it would be um, that system of a down song, uh, Chopsy. Mm-hmm. 
That would make it way better. I like that song. Harry, if Harry was listening to a song while <laughs> having these monologues, that's what he'd be listening to. Yeah. He's he's gotten he's he's discovered purple prose in his internal monologue. It's uh good for him. Yeah, good for him, I guess, but uh makes for some some really difficult reading, I suppose. Just like, ooh, this isn't any good. He has he's got his earbuds on, he's listening to System of a Down, like staring out of a rainy car window. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. I get it, Harry. Yeah. He's he's in his feelings. Um Dumbledore, why have you forsaken why me? Why have you forsaken me? <laughs> um The uh Yeah, it, it it just it just it comes hard and fast with this stuff of just like, this is not Harry. Um, and, and that is like the, the most damning thing about all the allegorical stuff in these books that has been like, whenever it is time for the allegory to happen, the characters just have to not be the characters. And like yeah. that, that just destroys the whole thing. Cause it's like, no, the thing, the, the thing that makes a good allegory work is that it, you know, it's self-contained. Whereas this, it just feels like different people have taken the stage all of a sudden to deliver this, uh, this sermon for us. Yeah, I, I just think that it di- it didn't need to lay it on so thick. Like, I, I really do think that the moment in the graveyard where Harry uh, is upset that, that he's realizing that Dumbledore was holding him at arm's length the whole time and he didn't realize that. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yep. I thought that was pretty good. And that was something that was so strictly about Harry as a character. That is mm-hmm. that character going through that realization. This, I don't know who this is. Yeah, this is not Harry and certainly not Hermione uh, either. You, you told me a very funny story about your first attempt to read this chapter. Yeah. Um, I had the exact same problem you had. You like, can, can you, can you illustrate that? Did you, did you go immediately to sleep? As I well? did. I extremely did. I, I decided to be responsible and uh, read the chapter, you know, a few days ahead yeah. of, of recording, um, like a good, good responsible podcaster would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a long day and I was like re- reading it in bed. Um, and I literally got two paragraphs in and read a line that is both so funny and so bad that it just made me go to sleep immediately. And I had to come back the <laughs> next day. Um, and it says Harry is like, in his feelings, he's like, other people's wands have broken, but this is way worse. And this line happens. I'll, I'll read two, because it's kind of a lead up. Uh, I'll read three. He knew exactly what Hermione would say if he expressed any of this. The wand is only as good as the wizard. But she was wrong. His case was different. She had not felt the wand spin like the needle of a compass and shoot golden flames at his enemy. What? What? <laughs> this is not harry what the fuck even even if like there's the the part of this that is believable is harry harry doing the um the the, the, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone routine i can buy that he's a 17 year (laughs) old but the the part where he is like fleshing that fantasy out with this this frankly absolutely awful prose is (laughs) is really something did, where was the editor? I mean, like, I know rhetorical question. I think the editor also fell immediately <laughs> fell asleep. asleep, just like me. Yeah, she had not felt the wand spin like the needle of a compass and shoot golden flames at his enemy. Woof! That's a sentence. That's a sentence and a half. 
pick one of those if you have to pick either. Like, like, like you don't. That is not. Need, those are not one sentence. Uh, that's not. That's that's too much. Too much. I mean, it also it also goes on. He had lost the protection oh. of the twin cores, and only now that it was gone did he realize how much he had been counting upon. I it. highlighted that because honestly, that is one of the because the twin core things has come up that came up at the end of Goblet of Fire, right? But it's not been a like constant image or important detail throughout this whole book which makes the elder wand stuff so frustrating because harry potter and voldemort sharing the same wand core or whatever was floated as an important idea in the climax of goblet of fire and i think that's that is that is the good a good place to introduce it if it's going to be an important concept and then it's just sort of forgotten for many 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 pages because the next book after that one is the longest in the series right like that just never really came up as a as a problem until again just now when harry is in his feelings and talking about how this is the most important thing in the world to him and like i i know this is only here for the sake of the audience for us to buy into how important it is to this story but it doesn't it doesn't come across naturally as a thought the character has. He's never given a shit about his wand. This this crazy routine he's doing with Hermione where he's like actively scaring the shit out of her with how mad he is. Yeah. Like it's well written in it just in terms of like I get that vibe, right? Like like it is a well expressed vibe of like wow, he is just so distraught and so mad and so at the end of his rope that he is like intimidating his friend. Like that is well presented in a vacuum, but the context is completely bonkers because this shit has never mattered. Like I don't get a sense that this is any, so like if she had broken his firebolt, I would get this. Uh if like i don't know i'm trying to think of if she had like fed hedwig chocolate and killed her or something <laughs> i would get it um but this is like he's never given a shit and like it's like not not only this isn't even like a criticism necessarily of um harry as a character and how he's written i actually think it has been part of some of the best character moments for Harry that he sort of takes his wand and stuff for granted. Right. And like takes mm -hmm. magic for granted already after only six years in the wizarding world or whatever. Um, but to pivot to this being like his raison d'etre, like, Oh my God, without my wand, I'm nothing. He's like, he's never thought twice about his wand in Gobble of fire. He's like, damn, I never polish my wand in that like scene with Rita and all the, like the weighing of the wands thing. Right. Like, there's a whole scene where where it's like, yeah, I don't really give a shit about my wand the way these people do. Right. It's just... Yeah, and I mean, it could, like, sort of be about that, but he needs to be way less self-aware. <laughs> like, if it really was about how he took it for granted and was like, oh, I'm only now realizing how vulnerable I am without it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But then he shouldn't That's be... That's not really what's happening here. But he shouldn't here. be pissed at Hermione in that case, right? Like... <laughs> it's it's yeah it is it is just so clearly a like hasty way for the author to like get into what she wants the story to be about rather than the story naturally coming to this conclusion um it i, I think that also like 
the twin cores thing, it could have been made much more explicit before book seven. And I think that the whole golden goop compass <laughs> thing is like on honestly a distraction because it because it's almost like I feel like I was supposed to know that Harry was invulnerable to Voldemort because of his wand. Right. And that feels like such a last minute weird thing that isn't fully realized yeah. that I'm like, wait, what happened? Well, it's 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 floated in Goblet of Fire because they they do the like the the I'm about to say the memento mori, the the prior priori incantatum thing. Sure. That would have been the perfect opportunity to start peppering in the details like the golden goop and Voldemort looking for a new wand, right? But the book took a the series took a break for two books and ignored right, that's the problem yeah it took a break from that plot device for two really long books and then in the beginning of seven decided all of a sudden to make that the focus and it's like uh-uh you don't get to do that i mean it comes up all the time that harry is protected from voldemort at the dursleys because of love magic yeah. and i and i'm really surprised that it didn't take that opportunity in the meantime in those couple books for dumbledore to be like at the Dursleys, you're protected because of the power of love. and Also, you're one. At Hogwarts, you're protected because of the twin cores <laughs> provided by my bird. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's the other bit, too, which is like, I feel like there's a real obvious way to make this uh, 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 level of, like, anguish Harry is feeling make sense. And that is for him to not give a shit about the golden goop or whether or not he can do spells but for him to be like oh i know it's not her fault but like hermione just stepped on and broke the one thing that has shown me my parents because that was the big part of the priori and container thing right was like yo there's like my parent ghosts are in here my parent ghosts are in my wand <laughs> hermione <laughs> My parent ghosts are in the wand, and I if I ever was going to see them again, it would probably be when I fight Voldemort again and we shoot the goop at each other, and then my parents will appear and say, like, you're doing it. Go get get, get his ass, son. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like, that would be more reasonable, I think, than him, him suddenly really caring uh, about what wands do. I, I think his monologue is just poorly written. Yes. Like, I think that the, the word choice and the things that he's thinking just doesn't, doesn't make sense. And, like, even, again, he had lost the protection of the twin cores, and only now that it was gone did he realize how much he had been counting upon it. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that law? It's so bad. It, this, this chapter feels like it was written... 80 years before the rest of the book, if that makes sense. It's, it's sort of a return of um, Lupin and saying, like, shall, shall, oh, three shall two become four? Shall three become four? Uh, it's like, Harry, what, what is going on in your head? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just not natural. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like a logical progression for this character. The pieces are there, the like the mechanics of what have ha uh, you know the, the literal events of what has happened here somewhat track, but the like emotional story that is being wedged into it is very poorly conveyed. I, I think that there's like a nugget in here that's good that gets completely lost in the way it's written, which is the idea that he that they like 
meandered about, couldn't figure out what to do. He finally felt like he knew what the right thing to do was, and they literally came out of it worse than they were before. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, he's feeling despair from that, but I I just think that that feeling is just completely lost in the, like, histrionics of Mm -hmm. the way he's expressing this. Or not even histrionics, because it, like, makes sense for him to be emotional, but it's just completely muddled and weird. Like, I I wish it was more histrionic, if that makes sense, right? Like, Yeah, I want him to be less, uh, like... I want him to lash out, I guess, yeah. more so. Because he, he's got this very, like, morose, like, 20th century poet attitude here. You know what I mean? Like, he's very... He is, he, yeah, he is doing a little bit of a, a soliloquy where it's like, yeah, yeah like, I'm, I, I'm, I understand that he's, like, communicating that this, like, the themes to us, but maybe not that I'm supposed to think the character is literally saying these things. Yeah, it's, it's very laconic, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just not characterful, and it's, uh, I wish it was more, like, passionate and raw and, like, teenage, you know? Like, he's 17. He should be, he would, he, he has, for, for as, like, despaired as he is here, he also mm-hmm. has such a measured perspective in the language. Yeah. Which just makes zero sense. Like he he has he has the like resigned air of like a, like a monk who is like given up on his faith, right? And it's like writing it down <laughs> in a diary. Which is a story I would love, right? But that's not who Harry Potter is, you know? Like it's not he's he's a he's a teenage firebrand who who gets pissed off a lot. Like he he would just not he would not be this um, this wordy about it, I guess. Yeah, and I, again, it is so heavy-handed. The I, he might as well just say, Hermione, I have lost my faith. I, when when it gets to the part in this like internal monologue where he gets to Dumbledore, and it, like I just highlighted all these quotes: impenetrable, unhelpful, useless, like everything else Dumbledore had left behind. It was all part of some (laughs) secret path for them by Dumbledore, but there was no map, no plan. Dumbledore had left them to grope in the darkness, to wrestle with unknown and undreamed of terrors, alone and unaided. Yeah, Dumbledore is what we're talking about Why has God done this to us? Why has God left us unaided with no plan on this cruel world? I am left to grope around in the darkness with no light. Bad things are happening to good people all around me, and where is God? (laughs) It really is like it's. It is. It is laying on the dick again. I would like more <laughs> if if it was, if it really did just come down to Harry not only losing faith in Dumbledore, but being like, not only does Dumbledore suck, but God is fake, right? Like, <laughs> like sure, that would be reasonable. I think. What is the point of having magical powers on this cruel earth <laughs> where we are doomed to live and die? <laughs> It is, yeah, it is so silly. Like, it is, he's just, he's, it, this, this is just a a pure crisis of faith monologue just with a funnier word for God in it. It is, <laughs> it is really uncreative, I will say. I assume it's just going to be for one chapter, too. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. How, I mean, well, no, because I, I think, I think this might continue. I think he's going to 
he's going to wrestle with with the Voldemort and the Dumbledore on his shoulder for the rest of this book because I, I'm pretty sure that when he meets Dumbledore in Purgatory, Dumbledore is like he he like he he gets mad at him. He's like like whoa, Dumbledore, you you made me Robocop for your for your weird ends and Dumbledore says like ah but if you think about but it, it worked, didn't but it? If, if, if you think about it I am everywhere <laughs> I... <laughs> so I I'm curious how his uh his like his crisis will continue to be described because if it's like this for the rest of the book it'll be really funny <laughs> <laughs> to, to just see more and more Harry, uh, Harry's poetic musings, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, so like it, it is, it is both the beginning of this chapter that is like drenched in this stuff, but also the end of it. When, when once we're done with the um, the the like Rita Skeeter stuff, the the faith stuff comes back when Hermione has something to say about it, and it it just. Does it doesn't do any doesn't do it any favors favors bringing another character in? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of gave it away during the summary, but I think the ending is even funnier. Yeah, than like the lead up. Yeah. Well, b- um, before we get to that, let's let's yeah. talk about Hermione appearing. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like every time that Harry is like in his feelings, Hermione's like hiding an object behind her back to like that'll distract him. He's like pull out <laughs> object and like here we here is the next the next breadcrumb. I. Harry sucks so bad in this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there is something really unsettling about how Hermione is portrayed uh, in this chapter. It's just really uncomfortable that, like, it, it is implying that Harry has just been, like, so mad at her for this thing that doesn't really resolve. Like, there is a moment in this in this scene where, like, she says, oh, you're still really angry with me, aren't you? And she's, like, very apprehensive about it. And he lies, more or less, and just says, like, no, like, like you did great. Like, I'd be dead if it wasn't for you. And he, But it's, like, he is lying through his teeth and, like, yeah. admits it in this chapter, which is almost interesting. But, like, it is such a, like miss like 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 the, the, it's such a like like misshapen like attempt at doing that kind of story because like the, the thing is he when the thing he lies about is completely true is that yeah Hermione did save both of them there and his anger at her is founded on this thing that we've already established as like really odd and out of character for him to like truly give a shit about his wand right um it it really comes off as pretty like irredeemable on harry's part the way he's behaving to her and how scared he's making her feel like i'm he's he's like hermione should just walk honestly (laughs) that's kind of what i'm going Uh, that's what it feels like it's trying to do like I, I uh, like spoilers for next chapter. I flipped ahead because I don't remember. I I like to provide a little bit of like surrounding context yeah, for yeah, myself yeah. since I don't remember this book very well. Yeah. Ron just comes back next chapter, <laughs> and I just I can't believe that this wasn't more about Harry being like pushing people away and yeah. becoming alone. Yeah. Um, because that's how it sort of reads, and so 
when I read this, and and it is like a lot of suffering, which I don't really have a problem with. No. But I just am like, to what end? Like, it's just upsetting to read. Yeah. Well, it's just it just feels haunted, really, because because mm-hmm. you don't you don't know what it actually is. Like, we we don't know if he's yelled at her. We don't know because like th- this scene takes place like after a certain amount of time has passed, right? Like, we don't mm-hmm. know if he's yelled at her. We don't know what he said exactly. We don't know, like, how his behavior has been other than, like, gazing out gazing out over the sunset as it drenches the, the beautiful church rooftops in the village. Like, right? Like, it's, you know, we, we don't know. And so it's very eerie for, like, Hermione to be behaving this way. And, like, I, 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 it, it yeah, it's really uncomfortable and unpleasant. It, and- it, it's really hinting or at least implying this, like, existence of a cycle of abuse between these two characters. I don't know how else to yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. But that is, like, frankly, how they are behaving. Yeah. Again, I like those stories. I like to read that. Sometimes that you're just in the mood for a drama that yeah. just, like, makes you feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. I, I'm, you know, I've <laughs> watched plenty of those, read plenty of those. But this is more like, okay, well, they're both 17. And, like, I guess, like, like frankly that has been their dynamic now that I'm like going back and thinking about it but it just feels bad and I don't think it's supposed to. Yeah. I think we are supposed to symp- I mean like I think we're supposed to sympathize with both of them, but I think we are mostly supposed to sympathize with Harry cuz I guess I just don't know why they are going through the motions of acting like I like couple in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Yeah, it really it really kind of comes out of nowhere and it just it just has a really eerie uncomfortable taste it's just again it's mismatched with the events as we understand them in the context of the story uh just because like the this wand stuff has just never mattered to harry in any material way until now it's um i i I guess i just sound like why yeah because i i'm thinking back to book one and when they went in and they fought the troll and then they were like, now we're best friends, right? <laughs> and I sort of want this to be an echo of that. I want them to have escaped Resident Evil House and like hug and be like, oh my God. Yeah. We almost just got fucking eviscerated by a giant snake. Yeah. But we're alive and it's in like escaped. Ye- and yeah. I, and I, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, it has to be just happy and like feel good all the time. But again, like if 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 it wants me to feel like shit, it is succeeding, and I want to know why. Well, that's the thing, right? Is is it's um, there there's the there's the good version of these characters, and the like the quirks of their relationship and their differences, right? Which is like the graveyard scene where like Harry is being a prick to her, but because it's a very emotional moment for him, and like she doesn't get it until the very end, mm-hmm. right? And like that that's a good scene because it like it it makes use of both of the characters as we know them. And mm-hmm. it feels like a realistic uh uh thing. It's like it's realistic behavior for both of those characters. This is um realistic in a different way. <laughs> Which is not in relation to the characters, but in like uncomfortably close to like how real and like and the thing is too it's it's not that it's like realistically close to like uh, 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 a real abusive relationships it's it's like it just has the like echo of that 
which is worse in a way because the story isn't about that. And so it's like, there's something very weird about these two characters who, as far as we know and have seen in in the story have like been able to hash out their differences normally many times um, for instead to devolve to the point where like Harry is mad at her, but knows he shouldn't be mad at her, but is still mad at her. And Hermione is on the verge of tears all the time and decides that the best way to engage with Harry is to placate him with object he wants. And like, that's yeah, and like bring him like tea tearfully. I mean, she's terrified of yeah. Literally, it literally says that, and I just want to say, Hermione why? looked frightened that he might curse her with her own wand. That's so fucked. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's it is. I want old her, and that's not Hermione either. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing is, and I'm not saying like, yeah, she would act like that if she were battered by mm-hmm. him you know which i don't think has happened no. um but but like what we know of her even when she's wrong she wants to be right yeah you know and in this case she is right so i want to see her just be like you can't be mad at me i saved our lives yeah right like yeah. that's her, the hermione i know exactly unless she's scared for some reason yeah the 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 classic hermione move here would be like fucking get over it (laughs) like i i like we're lucky to be alive we're lucky to be alive i made a calculation and it paid off and if and and if you don't accept that well that's on you that's hermione right like yeah like we'll get you a new wand (laughs) well yeah we'll buy you a new fucking wand loser (laughs) like jesus um and like harry and then in that in that case that would serve the drama better in both directions because it would make more sense for Hermione to behave that way, and that would give Harry a like justifiable reason to be upset about the twin cores thing, right? Like, yeah. Like if if he's like, no, you don't fucking get it. Like I understand that you know you saved our lives, but without that wand, I can't do X and Y, right? Like there, there's drama for you that doesn't have the weird shadow of like abuse over it right like it's just really creepy otherwise it is creepy and i'm i'm just like a little bit baffled just in in watching all of these characters in the last couple books kind of uh, fall into step of uh presumably what their like normal gender rules are and hermione's mom now but she also is like abuse victim character now yeah it's very disturbing it's just so unhermione for her to say, uh, do you mind if I talk to you? Like, what? That's Hermione. I mean, it makes me say, hey, what happened here? Hermione <laughs> you know? has never been afraid to talk to someone. That's all she does is talk to people. Sometimes right. to her own detriment, right? She just talks. Right, like she's she's in class and, and she isn't called on and she just can't help herself, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it is it, This is so unlike her uh normally it, it is and and unlike her but i mean would be perfectly reasonable as like a reaction to abuse this is like like or trauma right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i'm just like what happened hermione is, it's so creepy hermione would not internalize this as her fault no like like just flat out i just refused to, like like outside of like like you say like extraneous circumstances that would make the story a lot more serious which are is not what happened like i i don't think it's even meant to be the implication right it's just the, like the way that it is written about gives it the 
taste of that, right? Um, but like Hermione, yeah, Hermione would just never. When has Hermione ever been afraid to talk to someone? When has Hermione ever uh, 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 felt like uh, a, a calculation she made was the wrong decision? Right? Like, Hermione is an incredibly confident person. She's an incredibly calculating person. Uh, and this isn't the first... She's the Joker! She's the... <laughs> she is the Joker! And also, this is not the first time that she has saved Harry's life. Yeah. So, for her to just have this, like, oh my god, did I fuck up? Did I... Did I... Did I ruin this? Did I... Have I made Harry too mad? It's like, this... Who is this? It's... It's... It is disturbing. I do not like it. It's not good. But it is very funny when she pulls out the huge book from behind her back and says, hey, I had this the whole time. Uh, so, so, like, this is very nitpicky, but, like, so during that fight, and I assume that they had to, run, like, go really fast, right? Like, yeah. she ran in and had to apparate them out of there because Voldemort was, like, like running down the hallway yeah. or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. She also grabbed the pieces of his wand off the floor? <laughs> and the book. And the book. She had she had uh busy she was she look, she's she's very dexterous. She put all of her yeah. points in dexterity for sure. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's it, it is I mean like it's one of those things I I I don't care about usually like like I mean it doesn't matter. It's for right? the sake of the story, but it is very it's it's specifically because we got such a detailed rundown of that sequence, right? Like like just for 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 her to just jump in with like oh actually I do have the book I'm like oh okay well didn't know but thanks I guess <laughs> like it's 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 a little silly. It's just weird that the wand just didn't get left behind either. Like yeah, it'd be functionally the same. They can't go back there. Yeah. So Hermione attempts to placate Harry and says, "I got something you you want. You've got I've got book." And he grabs the book and he, uh, he, I learned, I learned something today, actually. Uh, mm. I thought there was a typo in this when it said he riffled through the pages. Mm. I thought it was like, oh no, that's rifled. Cause you write, mm. you know, you rifle through a desk looking for something. Did not know that riffle was a real word. So I learned, mm-hmm. I learned, I, I was taught something by Harry Potter. I looked this up, but he cannot wait to find Dumbledore and his handsome companion to read about. That is when we get this whole fucking sequence. (laughs) This is most of the chapter. The way this book is written is so funny. This like weird, scandalous Rita Skeeter book. Yeah, it's weird. It's oddly, um, I kept forgetting it was supposed to be Rita Skeeter until there's like a few like really obviously Skeeterisms in it. Like when she like has the very insulting descriptions of other people, um, and when she like like plugs her other stuff, I'm like, oh right, this is a Rita Skeeter thing. But most of this sequence really just feels like normal Harry Potter writing. Yeah. Um. How how do you feel about this thing broadly? What are, what are your thoughts here? Uh, it's too long. <laughs> it's the most of the chapter. Yeah, it's like four pages. It's really fucking long. It's more than four pages in my edition. Oh my god. Mm. It's at least twelve. I'm just like skimming through it right now. Yeah, it is it is a it is a long sequence. This is 
Remember when we had like a bunch of chapters that were like mostly newspaper articles in like book four and yeah. five? This is that again. You can't. I don't think you can do this in a book like this. It's it's not interesting, and it 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 the amount of information we actually glean from this is very small compared to how long it is. Yeah, I mean it's just like. Harry realizing that Dumbledore was a little fascist for a summer when he was 17. That that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I guess we also get the tidbit that like like I, I, he doesn't really pick up on this, I don't think, but like Godric's Hollow being in like actually it actually is important to the quest cuz like, you know, Bathilda is there was it's Ignotus Paravel is buried there as well or whatever. Um, and that's important to the Deathly Hallows stuff. And there's a connection to Grindelwald. So it's, you know, it's all, it's all connected in this little sleepy village. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it's, for the most part, it it is very confusing too, because it is Harry realizing that he, he might have some like due cause to like mistrust Dumbledore outside of his like personal experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the weird part is that this is also a shitty crisis of faith metaphor. <laughs> yeah. And and he he is reading this book from a character that obviously we know is like the most untrustworthy person in the series because that's how she's been painted, right? Yeah. Um but he is willing to look past that because she's saying something he wants to hear. Mhm. And like you know, there's a way to do that story in an interesting way, but it happens in the span of a page um, where he's just like, oh, damn, I'm going to read this Rita Skeeter book now. And it's right. I'm so glad. Uh, it's the it's the Anakin becoming Darth Vader scene. <laughs> it, it, is, it is so ridiculous. It's like, oh, OK, uh, uh, I trust Rita Skeeter now um, that, that it is it is earnestly a little silly that we're like both supposed to take a lot of lore from this but also go no harry she's bad so it's like yeah because it's all mixed up in so like we've seen rita skeeter interview someone right harry and and she and it's literally lies Mm -hmm. right like it is not it is not an embellishment of the truth she is she is writing lies about him that is what we know about her so far In this case, we are supposed to trust, and I think that like most most of the stuff that we learn about this is can't like it is all true. These are truths, but I think we're supposed to trust it because she did an interview with someone trustworthy. Well, it's very, but it just doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm not sure how we are supposed to take it because there is the note on the book that Hermione very conveniently grabbed as well and didn't fall off when. They were running away from the Resident Evil boss um, that says, you said all of this, even if you don't remember it. Like, that's the note to Batilda on the on the 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 book. Right. Right. Which is so clearly like sinister. Uh, Yeah. So I'm. Oh, and also in the in the text itself of this in this book, she mentions Veritaserum, which. After book three, or no, after book four, it was was when J.K. Rowling like went on record saying like actually Veritaserum doesn't work and it 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 you know it can provide lies because it, it it's just based purely on the person's personal perspective, right? So 
I really don't know if we are supposed to go, oh my god, even though it's Rita Skeeter, this does seem sus. Or we're supposed to go, no, Harry, it's all lies. It's Rita Skeeter. Like, it's really difficult to parse exactly what we're supposed to take away from this versus what Harry takes away, which is him him having, like, confirmation bias about Dumbledore. Yeah, it, it's odd because I think that we're supposed to just believe this is real. I think this is like literally just a lore dump and we're supposed to be like, wow, Rita's so evil. Mm-hmm. She gave, she gave a uh, vag shot, um, Verita serum uh, to get her to tell the truth. And here is the truth. But then it's very bizarre to me that Rita Skeeter like then speculates about stuff with how she historically just lies about things. I, I'm just, yeah. it is so bizarre to me that it's like, she printed the truth and then does some like scandalous speculation. Like, did they accidentally kill Ariana in a dark <laughs> magic? Like, why not just say that? Cause that's what we know that she does. Right. Yeah. Like why not have it be half true and half like just flat out lies. That's the thing that's crazy about this. Not a single character behaves like they should in this chapter. Not even no. Rita, who is not even like appearing in the chapter, just like her work. Right. But like, this doesn't feel like Rita Skeeter because, like you say, Rita Skeeter lies. Her whole deal. Yeah, she doesn't even. She, she doesn't spin it. She prints lies. Like the other thing that we knew that she printed was that Harry was like in a like dating Hermione and like two timing. Yeah. On her with someone else uh, with Cho Chang. Yeah. That is just like not true. There's that. There's that very funny. Like the, the the one saving grace of the the like introduction chapter with Rita is that like. Once, once her horrible introduction is out of the way, there is that pretty funny scene where, like, she interviews Harry in that closet and, like, she asks him, like, how are your classes going? And he's like, I don't know. And then her, like, her quote, her quill is going, like, with tears in his eyes, Harry says, I miss my dead parents. Or Like, that's really funny. Like, yeah. But, like, that, that, that like, as a gag... That is all like like you know as far as a gag goes. That is also like good characterization and very like heavy-handed characterization. And you can't undo that introduction of her, right? Like if if the first thing I see of this character is just like writing comically absurd lies about people, then I can't trust that this is anything but that. But we are supposed to believe that it is at least somewhat true, which is like would work if this was a character who just twisted the truth a little bit, but that's not who she is. She is literally a liar. So. Yeah. In this case, she is, she's twisting the truth to cancel Dumbledore. (laughs) This is the the Dumbledore. This is the, like, I found, I found one of Dumbledore's old tweets. (laughs) Like it is. It is literally yeah. that. Yeah, and I, and like not even Hermione questions whether or not the the letter is true, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have never like it. It would n- it is not out of pocket to think that Rita Skeeter would just make something up whole cloth. Yeah, um, and I think that even it was it was pretty implied that that was the case early in this book. I thought because the thing that it mentioned was like there was an interview with her, and it was like, how did you? How did you research a, you know, thousand page biography in a week? And she's like, I just work really hard. Yeah. And I thought the implication was that it was lies. Yeah. But I think that this note is supposed to be real. Well, it's very telling. This, here is something that I am sure is an editor's note. Like maybe the Mm. one, the one thing that was like, 
the editor maybe got across in this book because it was an easy change. But sure. the, so there's the bit where it quotes the Dumbledore letter, right? Yeah. And then it says, like in parentheses, excuse me, in parentheses, a like a copy of the full letter can be found on page 493 or whatever. <laughs> like, a, like a photo of it or whatever. So like that feels like an editor saying like, hey, we're not supposed to trust this character. This should be all this could be all bullshit. And, and to have like, no, no, it's a real letter. And she has a picture of it and it's in the book. Like that's. That feels very much like a Band-Aid to me. Yeah, and even afterwards, like, Her- Hermione is like, well, Rita says lies, and then Harry's like, yeah, but the letter. And she's like, yeah, the letter is real. Yeah, it's... <sighs> and it's in service of such a weird story, too. I think that's what where where I come down on this hardest, is like, the, the 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 one juicy nugget of of storytelling that I can glean from this is that it is very funny for if we are supposed to take this at face value and believe that this letter is real and believe that this is really who Dumbledore was as a teenager, um, it it throws away the most interesting story here, which is like I I get what the real story is supposed to be is like okay if this letter is real and hair and uh, Dumbledore really did hang out with Grindelwald at age 17, 18, whatever, as a teenager, and then got cold feet and fought him later. Like, that is a that is obviously supposed to be, you know, I I, I remember the themes, facts, and characters. I I know that mm-hmm. one of the first things Dumbledore ever said to Harry at the end of you know, after after he fought um Quirrell in book one was like, oh, it's not our it's not our fucking words that make us who we are, it's our actions, right? <laughs> That was book two, though. Oh, that was book two. Tom Riddle. Yes, Tom yeah, Riddle. Doesn't yes, matter. You're right. Doesn't Whatever. matter. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, that famous Dumbledore quote. Um, uh, and, like, it's not an untrue thing, I don't think, right? And I think that there is a lot of potential for a good story about a character. I mean, you know, Dumbledore's, like, what, 120-something? Like, like, yeah, maybe he was shitty as a teenager. But the thing that makes it really weird is that this is supposed to be a crisis of faith story. Mm-hmm. And... Dumbledore, in this case, as as Hermione, you know, says, is like, oh, he he changed, and he's not he's not you know he's not this power seeking fascist guy anymore. But the things we know about Dumbledore is that he insanely is, uh, like a power hungry manipulator <laughs> who oh. like controlled the government without actually having any government authority, and uh, uh, you know, is responsible for the nation's children's education and has secret connections all over the world with powerful people like like he dumbledore didn't learn anything and this would be fucking incredible if again i hate to do it i hate to bring it up every time but man dumbledore villain real you know like if dumbledore was the villain if this if this was what the story was about and like Harry was realizing, like, you know what? Damn, he said he changed, but, like, all he did was put on a different hat or whatever. Like, that would be so satisfying. But instead, it's yeah. completely crazy because it's like, well, I I accept that, you know, people, people change. But did Dumbledore change? Really? Did he? Dumbledore's maybe start, maybe had a little bit of a fascist face, but it's okay because now he's a neoliberal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, that hmm. that is more or less what the moral here is. The end. The end. 
yeah, it's it's galling, really, because it 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 is it, it is a case where like you know I I I love a good story about a character who you know characters who are in deep in one thing realize it's bad and then like feel torn up about it and have to atone. Um, but this doesn't Dumbledore did not justifiably do that. I don't think, at least not in, not in our read, right? Um, you know, the, the the way that Dumbledore is described as a character is very sinister, even if J.K. Rowling doesn't realize it. And so this this being the like the conclusion of that whole arc is very funny to me because it's like, well, yeah, she just never thought about this. She never recognized how how creepy Dumbledore came off, uh, and and this is this is where it got us. I my biggest surprise reading this is and the thing that I forgot about Grindelwald because I knew that they were pals Mm -hmm. and I knew that they were boyfriends Mm -hmm. supposedly um I forgot and or rather didn't expect Grindelwald to already be evil when they met each other (laughs) right yeah I thought that they, like, met each other as, like, teens or, like, young adults, and then Grindelwald became, like, progressively more evil, and Dumbledore, like, started to, like, sort of agree, like, be like, yeah, yeah, I see your point, and then Grindelwald went too far, and Dumbledore was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa there. Well, because- That was, that is not the case. Well, because the thing, in, in the letter to Grindelwald from Dumbledore, um, the concept he's talking about you know, like, is not outrageous. Like, it's, it's, it's not, um, good, right? Like, I, I don't believe in it, but, like, it is a, the, the fairly classic, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, medieval concept of, like, noblesse oblige, right? Like, it's, it's like, yes, we do have power, I do, I do have the royal blood, and it is my responsibility to serve the people, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. I thought that they kind of both started at that, which is, like, well-intentioned but wrong right yeah and then for it to slowly spiral out of control and spin into fascism which is like how those stories always go right um but no grindelwald had like already like shot up dermstrang or whatever at this point and so dumbledore is just like and which this is what makes me crazy about the the fucking new movies as well is because the story that they've given Newt, which is that, like, oh, you've never met a monster you thought you couldn't tame, which is, like, a good character, uh, uh, you know, a good tragic character trait or whatever. And he thinks, like, oh, I, I think I could, I think I can change them. That's Dumbledore! It's the same story, but we don't get it here. And so those movies are just a do-over of the story she missed in this shitty chapter. <laughs> I'm going crazy. It, it, I'm, yeah, me too. I'm, like, feral thinking about this because I don't understand why... Why she wants to write this fucking Dumbledore story so bad and won't do it? It's like she yeah. like swerves last minute and won't fucking write yeah, the she story. She slams like, on the brakes every time she because because it, it's right here. the The interesting tragic story is right in your face in this. He is in love with Grindelwald. He like maybe is lying to himself a little bit about what Grindelwald's real ideology is, and he's trying to change him, right? But then things go wrong and he fucks up and his, you know, his fingerprints are on the car crash. Like, perfect. Great story idea. But then she swerves away from that, you know, doesn't make it explicit, doesn't doesn't really explain why Dumbledore liked Grindelwald in the first place, because it sure seems like he was already like a monster at this point. 
you know, so without the romance angle or whatever, it's like, well, so what was Dumbledore doing? But then she does it again in Fantastic Beasts 20 years later, but also doesn't tell it there and gives that story to another character. Like, what is going on? Is she just, like, scared of gay people too much to write a story about one? Like, I legitimately am like, what is going on? It is. I, yeah, I'm so, I will say this. I, reading this again, I think it is a lot more plausible that she knew that Dumbledore was supposed to be gay um, now than I did before rereading this. Yeah. And, but not in a, like, oh, I'm going to give her credit way in a, like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is bad like, kind of way. Right? Yeah, more more like, more like a Burger King footlight is, but this <laughs> might be worse. <laughs> this might be even worse. Yeah, it's, because, because the thing is here, the way, the way that it sort of hints at Dumbledore and Grindelwald's relationship here um, means that she like you know there there's already the like the, you know th this was a big conversation that happened in 2010 or whatever when this first came out but it's like why is the only confirmed gay guy in the book other than Dumbledore the like the evil guy right um but like that that I was willing to chalk up to like you know just a a, a, a bystander in the like her making some shit up about Dumbledore right she, yeah like, in, yeah in in thinking that making Dumbledore gay would be a great PR move. Oh, oops! I also I also imply that that, that that this whole like tragic fascist gay romance thing. But reading this and realizing that it, it feels like that might have been on her mind in some way, it makes it that much worse because it's like, well, she thought about this actually, maybe. Uh, yeah, I get the impression that she's very like fascinated, but also repulsed by the idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know what's in her head, you know, yeah, or I don't yeah. I don't know like what. What in here ended up in here by accident because of like subconscious stuff? Yeah, or what's on purpose? the The whole sequence of Rita Skeeter's like book excerpt and like what Bathilda says about Grindelwald's relationship with Dumbledore really, really reads like those like posts about historians being like, "Yeah, they lived together and were best friends and did everything together. They must have been really good. They friends, were adventure right? like, pals." Right, that's really how this reads, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like squinting at it, like, is this on purpose? The, the inclusion of like, oh, he was gonna go on like a like a summer trip with his friend Doge, yeah, or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, uh huh. And then what happened? Right, like it's yeah. And Doge has like been obsessed with him and talked. It feels like a like a lost love, and then it's like, well, he didn't because his mom died, but he had this like whirlwind romance with Grindelwald. Like, I I do think that that's, I think that's pretty plausibly thought about by her while writing this. You know, but that might be worse. That might be even worse. Um, this this has something very impressive for a book from two thousand seven. Hmm. Which is the the way that she writes about Dumbledore and Grindelwald here, and the way that like the homoeroticism is like bubbling under the surface a little bit, yeah. And it's that sort of like shame, like shameful homoeroticism. The like, ooh, this is so evil, but what if? Haha, -ha, unless, right? Right. Like, it's it's got the same vibe as like, uh, <laughs> like 
writing from like the Renaissance that has the, that yeah. has like the same kind of homoeroticism, but like under the surface stuff, right? Like this would be, I would find this like fascinatingly juicy if this was from the 1600s, you know. But it's not. Right. It's from 2007. But but hats off to her for perfectly capturing the vibe of like reading Milton or something, where you're like, hmm. Why did you make Lucifer so fucking hot? You know what else it has the vibe of, which honestly, like, the vibe in, in like, sort of a bad way in that, like, it reminds me of, like, satanic panic stuff, like, Mm -hmm. um, sort of the, like, dark magic rituals. And the way it's written from Rita Skeeter, it's like, I really expect it to just immediately swerve and be like, yeah, and Dumbledore and Grindelwald are sodomizing each other. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. It definitely has that going on, well, too. It even, they're it, doing, like, sicko shit, they're right? Doing sicko. Well, she even does, like, oh, were they performing dark rituals on Ariana? Like, did she die because of a D&D game right? that went too far? Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it really does have that vibe to it. Um, which Which kind of is, like, the vibe of, like... All of her her writing on her, like she she has the like. Here's a very very specific image I'm gonna put in your head, but mm. I know it's one that you will you will appreciate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mid two thousands, yeah. Christian anime fans, Ooh, who yeah. who love Yaoi, uh huh, but not in real life. No. <laughs> you know, that, that is fascinated yet repulsed. Yeah. Fa- oh god, if only if only Naruto and and Sasuke would kiss. That would be horrible. I would never support that. They would go to hell. But unless <laughs> like it's it just it just has like we we we've talked a lot before about how funny it is. like, you know, this is a series written by a a a heterosexual woman and so being from the perspective of a like heterosexual male boy character, sometimes a lot of the descriptions of men are like kind of funny, and it just it just makes Harry seem a lot gayer than he he really is, right? Um, mm-hmm. This this is like that on steroids. We're like because because now we're getting the like the the like uh, uh, the fandom thing of well, if these two characters stand next to each other, they're dating. But like, <laughs> but like, from the author herself in her own book, uh, right. it's it's really funny. This is not a representation win. I'll just say no, that. no, not at all. Yeah, you've got the 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 evil the evil satanic gay uh, uh, who's performing dark rituals and and tricks and tricks the good boy into into straying from the light. Yeah, a little. Yeah, and I. I... Assume that Dumbledore just remained celibate for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. That's the vibe, we've, right? We've never, we know he lives in his office, right? He sleeps in his office. Uh, yeah. And unlike, unlike the other teacher characters where it's like, yeah, of course they have like a life outside of school. They're teachers, Oh, right? Snape fucks. <laughs> McGonagall fucks. Uh, yeah. But, but Dumbledore, we see him outside of school situations a lot more than those characters, and I'm I'm pretty sure he just lives up there and like, you know, doesn't have sex and talks about you know the government with with the minister and just says, "Well, I think you should do this" because he doesn't have anything else to do. <laughs> Good stuff. Great stuff. Which yeah, the the that angle of it just makes it it just it just makes him seem like if if he is supposed to be a homosexual character, then like 
he is a like self-hating homosexual, right? Like he 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 you know, he had a fling with a guy who turned out to be evil Satan, Hitler wizard, and he was like, Never again, never again shall I fuck a butt because it is evil and leads me down the dark path. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like it, it's so funny. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about JK Rowling right now, and I and I really just it is so crystal clear in my head. People trying to, like, make Harry Potter, like, the good one. And it's like... Yeah, no. She is a reactionary during Harry Potter, 100%. And she joined a hate group probably after she wrote it. I mean, she... she the, the whole, like, oh, Dumbledore is gay thing came out three years after Harry Potter ended. It, it was never... Well, she would have told us sooner <laughs> if she, had... she knew how happy we'd be. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it you know, it was never part of the story. The... And everything that people point to of like, oh, but the story is about acceptance and, and love. And it's like, I mean, yeah, all plenty of like people with like very specific, like phobic beliefs have still written things that are like in a broad sense about like unity because they're not thinking it there because their vision of unity doesn't include the people they don't like or don't even think about it at all. Right. Like it's not it's not unheard of for that to happen. No. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's it's not it, she never she she didn't change. I think she just didn't think about this stuff before and she's a reactionary and then here we are. It's uh it's not difficult. Is there anything else in here? We well, we got to talk about the end of this sequence. Oh, yeah. The the the, the no more Rita Skeeter, but we got to talk about this hilarious conversation that Hermione and Harry have with each other. Yeah. Yep. What's Nermengard? <laughs> it's Nermengard. so good that Hermione just knows all these details about Grindelwald, the guy that we don't know anything about. She knows that uh, no, nobody in Britain knows about him because he didn't extend his reign of terror there. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, God, that, that is the, it's already really funny how much people seem to have forgotten in Britain in this story about, like, their own war that they had ten years ago. Like... They forgot this. Oh, their zombie yeah, war? Yeah, the zombie army that they had. Um, oh, yeah. But them not knowing that about Grindelwald <laughs> because he, he kept his, like, his campaign in, like, Germany and France or whatever. It's like, dude, he was a, he was a two-hour car drive away. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, if something happens Wizards in- can teleport. <laughs> If something happens in France, an English wizard will find out about it. I'm sorry. That's not that's not outlandish. Grindelwald is in teleportation distance. <laughs> oh, the, the mysterious faraway land of France that I can literally see over the <laughs> over the ocean. It's right there. I can see it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh that's just out of everyone's minds in in the middle of a the campaign of terror, quote unquote. But Hermione is so steadfast in this belief that like these are all lies. This is Rita Skeeter. You shouldn't you shouldn't put any stock in this. And this like already on the nose uh, 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 crisis of faith allegory becomes even more obvious <laughs> in this conversation. The, neither of these people are characters. This is this is the the devil and angel on JK Rowling's shoulder arguing with each other right here. Yeah. Um I think in particular 
the part that made me laugh the hardest was Hermione getting the line that like is a good line and is true, but like would have come, would have sounded better coming from literally any other character, which is Hermione saying, Harry, I'm sorry, but I think the real reason you're so angry is that Dumbledore never told you any of this yourself, which is like a very astute observation. And one that I don't think Hermione would ever make in her entire life. Uh, she has to be the emotions interpreter when no one else is available. Yeah, it's cra- it's crazy how that works, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Mm, big mystery. Thinking emoji. Um, but yeah, God, this 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 uh, this. I I'm trying to find the. Okay, yeah, here we go. Uh, look what he asked from me, Hermione. Risk your life, Harry, and again and again, and don't ever expect me to explain anything. Just trust me blindly. Trust that I know what I'm doing. Trust that even though I don't mm. trust you, never the whole truth. Never. His voice cracked with the strain, and they looked at each other in the whiteness and the emptiness, and Harry felt as if they were insignificant as insects beneath a wide sky. He loved you, mm. Hermione whispers. I know he loved you. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what this is about. I don't know what this <laughs> could possibly be about. Feeling like a small, insignificant insect underneath the, the wide sky, having this having this discussion about whether someone you know cares about you, I wonder what they could be talking about here. Feel so alone and abandoned. It's a, it's a. But even though you feel that way, you have to know that he loves you, Harry. <laughs> In his infinite wisdom. <laughs> Dog shit chapter. Real bad. That's, it's really funny. It's real. I mean, like, yeah, it is fucking hilarious how, how the the allegory has escalated here, and how these characters are just. In a book where the characters are already kind of being stretched, like, to their breaking point and, like, acting unlike themselves, this is un- just unfathomably, like, y- you could put any two names on, on, on this scene and it would it would read the exact same way. These are, This is not Harry. This is not Hermione. Not even in the, like, much broader and looser versions that exist in this book. Like, this is just, like, complete pablum like it, it is I, I think that like you have to kind of consider that like the characters shouldn't know they're in a religious allegory yep um <laughs> and hermione doesn't know dumbledore no like i i'm thinking back to when um they got their like their um like items from dumbledore from his oh room. yeah yeah and, and ron has that moment where he's like i don't know i never really talked to the guy yeah Hermione being like, I know he loved you, makes no fucking sense. Hermione was crying during that part, too. I mean, he was the principal of the school. Yeah. Like, what What are you talking Harry about? Harry is like, the he, only person who has this relationship with Dumbledore, but they're like, it's like extended to all of them for some reason. It just doesn't, I mean, it's, it's just, it is just a stand-in for the reader, but it, it's so bad. Yeah. Because she shouldn't know or have any, like any idea about I'm trying to think if they ever oh I remember a part where they talked it's in book three where he he says like oh you've got a time turner don't you and she's like yes and he's like okay well here's what we're gonna do I think that's the only I think that might be the only time we see them talk directly yeah mostly it's I think just that's them probably telling, the only conversation it's mostly just them telling Harry to go talk to Dumbledore yeah, maybe she's the, like in proximity while Dumbledore is talking to Harry, but they don't have a relationship. No, 
No, it's it's and and again, like so many other things in this book, in this chapter in particular, that could be part of the story. Like if the easy response for Harry, if Harry was behaving like an actual character and behaving like Harry in this scene is for her to offer, you know, oh, of course he loved you, Harry. And for him to be like, what are you talking about? Like, when have you ever spoken to Dumbledore? And for then, she can say, well, that's just my point, isn't it? Like, I, you have this relationship with Dumbledore that I clearly didn't, so obviously he did feel something. Like, I could I could write an entire fucking chapter's worth of conversation between these characters based on, on this, like, disagreement they have over that, right? But right. because they're not behaving like characters, that is just left on the windowsill, I guess, and they have this really bad allegorical discussion oh, it's so bad i know he loves you harry oh i know he loves. i know he's up there he's Trust watching his plan he's watching he's watching and smiling from out from on Dumbledore high. works in mysterious ways he sure does that's literally what this is going for right like <laughs> oh god it is it's so funny it's so bad is there anything else in this chapter you want to discuss um, it was a short no. one, but just a fucking weird one. Yeah. Well, in that case, I think we should probably take a break and then come back to discuss the video game in detail. Video games. Video games. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're big gamers here mm. at the Shrieking Shack, and uh, as well as all of the other stuff to discuss around the game that we sort of got to in our news segment, uh, we we have a lot of thoughts about the video game itself <laughs> and this trailer that we have been <laughs> wanting to see <laughs> since October of 2018 um, at this point. Uh so I would like I would like to spend our third segment sort of digging into the trailer and talking about like the response to it, the um, the fandom expectations, and what our like predictions and stuff are going to be for this thing. Yeah. So right out of the gate, uh, um, Jim Dale. As the narrator in this trailer, gotta say, if there's one thing in this trailer that made me a little bit emotional, it was that. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was getting Jim Dale. He sounds very old. I think he's like 92 or something now. Um, he's, he's a very uh, uh, old, powerfully voiced man. Um, but that is where kind of my like earnest reactions end and the like... Oh, this is a this is going to be every open world game reactions kind of begin. I this, think this they made a video game. They made a video game. It certainly looks nice for the most part. The graphics look expensive, except in the parts where they don't, which are very funny. The uh, it's got the, a little the, bit the... of a trailer syndrome. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um. But uh, yeah, just broadly, what are some of your thoughts on the trailer uh, before we get into kind of the nitty gritty of it? I mean, I think it looks really generic. I, I, I'm, in a, yeah. I'm in a rough spot because I'm a gamer. Yeah. I'm not much of a 
mainstream play all the hit new AAA video games when they mm-hmm. come out kind of gamer. I just played The Witcher 3 right. for the first time this Five years year? after it came out. Last year? And I was like, yeah. I'm like five years late to the party being like, wow, The Witcher's really cool. Um, <laughs> I'm replaying Breath of the Wild right now after having bounced yep. off of it the first time. Um, I do play a lot of video games, but I'm mm-hmm. mostly like doing doing my own my own weird thing right like yeah i i've been playing some guild wars i i've been playing a lot of league of legends um mm-hmm. so i'm i have a hard time looking at a triple a open world rpg and thinking anything other than these all <laughs> look the same yeah yeah i mean the, the thing is 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 witcher 3 is such a good point of reference i think because like that is probably the blueprint for going or and is going to be the blueprint for like so many games that are like coming out now, right? Because mm-hmm. that game was huge, everyone loves it for good reason. It is a very good RPG. But like that framework of um of open world game, right? Kind of like Skyrim before it, um, you know, really, really just like blowing up sales records and GTA and everything. Pe- people just really like open world games. And like that is kind of the framework for like most op- uh, for most AAA stuff right now is like you have a you make a character, you go and do some quests. The game is a billion hours long and maybe half the quests are good, right? Like it, that is that is just how a lot of these things go now. And I think that the allure of it being set at Hogwarts is really blinding a lot of people to, like, what this game is going to be, which is probably, like, every other one of the, these that you can play right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it certainly looks... I mean, like, they've... they've it's a... The, the, the environment, I think, is, like, the biggest looker here. Like, it, it sure... It sure is a pretty castle. Um, It will be neat if you can, like, explore the whole castle. There's some stuff of like Hogsmeade and like Azkaban and some other stuff around the castle. Where I'm like, okay, so they're, they're expanding the world out a little bit more, but like that is just like, so outside of the like promise of it being a location that, you know, and want to poke around in, it's not, it's not like an open world to explore is a rare thing to find in games anymore. No, I mean, I just assume it's probably going to, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's probably going to be just a middle-of-the-road one of these, right? That is that is what I am guessing. That is what I am expecting. Um, especially because, like, the, 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 like, the best possible version of this that I can imagine is not, like, uh, uh, any of these other open world games but like bully which is a game i've talked about before when we were playing the order of the phoenix game yeah which which borrowed a lot from bully which like you know unlike a lot of open world games it focuses a lot on like having a schedule and like you're doing classes and all the classes have like different mini games and stuff in and like it's it's much more focused on like the social aspect of like having a boarding school life right um which if they did that that would be sort of interesting just because Bully is sort of like a cult hit that a lot of people really rate that has never really been that um, renowned. Um, so, like, that is, like, the best case scenario, I think, is if they made, like, wow, this is this really 
is a like boarding school social fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. I really doubt that's what this is, given by the amount of combat that's in this trailer. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, it's a. I think that the marketing text says that it is an action RPG, which can mean yes. a lot of things. But yeah, but also there's like, we know what it's going to be. <laughs> there are there are two there are two shots in this trailer dedicated to showing you that it has a Dark Souls role. Yeah, it's like a like the main character is like you in the Forbidden Forest or whatever. Yeah, and then there's like a troll in the in a dungeon, and their the character is doing a Dark Souls strafe around it, yeah. like. The action part of it is very funny because I'm like, how do you, are they going to make, how do you make the wand combat feel good? I don't, I don't know how doable that is. Yeah, I think that they're probably really constrained by what the fantasy of Harry Potter has to be. Like, I think that they would be smart to introduce some like other kinds of weapons in the game, like get, like a magic staff that you can do melee combat with or something. Because if it's just the wands doing ranged um, like Harry Potter laser shoots. I feel like that's just yeah. gotta get real old. Yeah, there's a few moments in the trailer where you can see like them fighting, like quote unquote, like not Death Eaters. Like there's those guys with like animal masks that they're fighting. <laughs> yeah, that are very oh, funny. Those are going to be the Death Eaters, aren't they? They're just yeah. They're, oh, they're, I, didn't, they're I was like, who's what's that guy? They're they're not Death Eaters. They're going to be like Void Munchers yep. or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds saucy. But yeah, they're going to be your like fodder human enemy. But like it, there's some stuff. There's like a shot of you like like the character like flipping one of them over with like a physics-y spell. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're going it's for. Flipendo. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if Flipendo is back. I bet, so the trailer definitely hinted that there's going to be, like, a morality system. Do you think they're going to go old school and do, like, a KOTOR dark side, light side, and, like, but it's going to be, like, KOTOR, where it's, like, if you're light side, you just get the lamest force powers, like, Flipendo, but if you go dark side, you get, like, Crucio or something. You only, you just Crucio and and Avadi, you only get the kill spell (laughs) if you go dark. That's, that is also, like, this is the folly of making (laughs) <laughs> this game have any combat in it at all right because mm-hmm. like like, like the, the the bold vision of this where i'm like if if it if it's bully and it's just a social simulator like and there's no combat in it it avoids this but the minute you put like a bunch of combat shit in this um how are you going to defeat enemies like are, are they just going to is it just going to be that they they fall over and ragdoll and they don't get up anymore but like if you're light side it says oh they're they're knocked out and if you're dark side it says oh you killed them <laughs> like cuz only gunspell is allowed to kill yeah and that's that's the bad that's the ultimate bad guy curse yeah so they just they just i wonder if they, it's just like it's the same thing they're ragdoll they're on the ground but if you touch them they say like oof or something and so you know they're you know they're okay <laughs> like i said i get i get the allure people have because you know regardless of all the other shit going on like i know people love hogwarts and i know they love harry potter but just like looking at this trailer i'm like yeah that's that's one of these uh just without a gun just with a wand instead yep um, i want a sword i think i want to yeah yeah it being set in the 1800s honestly made me wonder like would they like change would they like radically change the wizarding culture a little bit like would they maybe have 
like, I don't know, like, cool fencing moves or something. Or, like, uh, you know, maybe wand stuff is a little, you know, not, 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 not quite the same. But honestly, like, the only part of this trailer that, like, makes, th- th- like, tells you that it's set in the 1800s is at the beginning it says, like, Hogwarts, late 1800s it's or something. It's so funny. There's, there's nothing to indicate that this is any, there's, there's a, I'm looking at, like, a, a super high res screenshot right now on the website and it's a shot it's the shot of the guy getting ready to fight the troll and he's like wearing blue jeans i think or they're yeah it does they do i know exactly what you're talking about they do look like jeans it's maybe they're not jeans because i see they've got a pattern on them but they've got like the the machined inseam on them i'm like this just looks like modern pants there's nothing about this uniform that looks different really to the the classic like harry potter movie uniform which is like from the 90s in the story it's very funny like i i understand that the time the setting is because they just wanted to, to keep it out of like harry potter timeline stuff yeah but like yeah. because wizards are frozen in time it like like they, it could be set anytime they could start and be like in the year 3000 like it just it doesn't matter <laughs> um so it's very it's it's very funny <laughs> Well, the the but the it, it it the thing that I think is really funny about it is that it reveals how the like the frozen in time nature of the Wizarding World is really that they're frozen in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, be- because like the the only thing that is different about this Hogwarts vision in this trailer that you can see is that there's like there's not a radio anywhere, right? There's no there's no car, there's no record player, there's no. There's not, like, a phonograph hanging around. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, it, it, it's a little revealing, I guess. I, I mean, there are, there. I guess there are things about the 1800s that are, like, mineable for the story, but I think they've mostly just chosen something that lets them do whatever they want, which, like, for many other franchises, I would be like, damn, that's exciting, but for this, I'm like, this just loses what what Harry Potter is about, really, unless you go ham on like you know how it's different from eighteen hundreds England because it 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 just looks the same. Yeah. If you snip if you snipped that like that date and time stamp off of the beginning of the trailer, I don't think anyone could have fathomed that this was set in the eighteen hundreds. No, I mean I think that's why it's there. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite silly details in this, mm. and I wonder if this is because it does have like a GTA like morality, or it's it's a, not only does it have a morality system, but it's like GTA free roam. You can do what you want, and like you can get bad guy points by hurting people or whatever. Yeah, but like all of the students in the trailer look thirty. Yes, in a way that I find very funny. They do. They definitely. I, I I'm very curious if there's going to be romance in this game. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I'm really, and the only, like, I I wouldn't have thought about it other than, like, it's pretty standard for these games. Like, you don't have one of these games without that anymore. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. your character's 15. Um, It's it's very funny. I um, am in the official (laughs) Discord for the, the game, and because it's official, they're not allowed to actually talk about anything. Other than, like, (laughs) say, like, I'm excited for the game, or, like, I hope that we can play Quidditch. And one one of the things that, like, specifically comes up over and over again is whether or not there will be romance. 
And the same like conversation is always litigated. Like they're like, but you're 15 in the game. <laughs> Which I guess my my response is just because there's romance doesn't need doesn't mean it needs to have a sex scene in it. I I didn't think about that in conjunction with the way the characters look. I was thinking about it just because like, oh, they're not gonna let you like kill an eleven year old. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like, that's a good point. I had not uh-huh. thought about about them like thinking about whether or not they have to animate a teenage romance which like you say it doesn't need it, it, it shouldn't be an issue at all right like, like you just, can take them to the madam putty foots and go on a tea date uh, like and invite them to the yule ball and do like a rhythm dance game or whatever it doesn't have to yeah. be x-rated right that that could have very well have been a consideration for it, it's it's just specifically for me there's that did you get a good look of the character in the shot of him like running down that hallway with his wand out Mm, not sure it is like strikingly uh uh like not a teenager let me find it um i wonder so i i think that we know this both from the leak and i think that they've said it in the official thing now is that you start at fifth year so you start when you're 15 okay Okay. So I, oh, that is right. Yes, that was from the leak. I remember now. So I, I, I completely I'm wondering about that. if, like, all of the models in your year and then, like, progressing through seventh year are all the same, like, quote-unquote adult models. And I wonder if there are also models for, like, kids running around. Like, are there going to be, yeah. like, obvious children? I wonder if it's going to be, like, the Batman games where they just... So, remember in, like, Batman Arkham City or whatever, it's like, uh, everyone evacuated, so there's no one in the city. Mm. I'm I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of like that, where it's like, uh, oops, there's a... There's a... Uh, the basilisk is going <laughs> to eat all the kids, so they had to leave. And so only f- oh, f- 16 and up only or something. <laughs> like, So you don't feel too bad about ragdolling characters against the wall or something with a spell. <laughs> it could also just be, you know, it's it's early. It's not done yet. They haven't finished it, you mm-hmm. know, like, like but, but it, it is very striking just for like a series that is like literally supposed to be about an elementary school student. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, no children anywhere. It's really weird. And that's all, all I could think of was, like, in open world games, you can, like, shoot anyone you want. Is that, Did they just look at that? Okay, we can't, we cannot have you stupefy a kid at the top of the stairs and have him bounce all the way down. We just will not <laughs> allow that. Yeah, they're kind of in a fraught position for a game that is one of these games. And it's that all the Harry Potter super fans are, like, 30 years old. All the Harry Potter <laughs> super fans that also play these games are playing like Assassin's Creed, but all that they yeah. want is like a video game where you're 11 and going to Hogwarts. I've seen so many people on the Discord being upset that they don't start at age 11. Like, oh, I'm missing out on so much content, which isn't how anything works, but it's <laughs> very funny. I'm curious how, like, whether it will even adhere to the years thing, whether that's like a story progression thing. Mm. Because, like, if it if it is the bully thing or, like, the persona thing, right, where it's, like, oh, you have, a, like, a set calendar and a day and, like, a clock to follow and you have to choose what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's three school years, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, I just don't know if the game is al- going to be allowed to be that creative, right? So I'm 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 more picturing that, like, it's, quote unquote, set over three school years, but like the only thing that moves them forward is like 
story missions, you know? Yeah, I, like I, I'm, like, open to being wrong about this, but I feel like this is going to be the safest game possible. Yeah, I I don't think that that is unfair. I, I don't think that that is a, a, a outlandish observation, because it, it's like, for, for one thing, this game looks fucking expensive. <laughs> and so I don't know whether someone at the studio was like, hey, we're making you an open-world Harry Potter game, give us a blank check, or whether uh, WB holds the keys here and was like, hey, make us an Assassin's Creed Harry Potter, uh, and and maybe maybe your studio gets to stay open. You know, like the power to... I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's that way around, but but, but maybe someone convinced them to let them do what they wanted. I just, I just can't... I just can't see a vision of that. Like for, for a studio that, like... The studio that's making this has worked on licensed stuff before. They did that. Um, do you remember when Disney tried to do their own Amiibos? No. Disney tried to do their own version of Amiibo called Disney Infinity, I oh, think it was yes, called. Oh, yes, I do remember that now. And they made those games and, like, the Star Wars, like, like toy game. And, like, those were successful-ish. I mean, like, they don't exist anymore, so not that successful, right? <laughs> but, like, but like they, they that's a big leap from, like, licensed game for children to, like, licensed game for adult children. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, like that is a big leap, and I am like not. This is not at all meant to be a dig on the studio. Like, I, I think people who played those games really like them, but like, I'm I'm more questioning like whether they have the like, the leverage to be like, no, let us make the game the way we want, right? Probably not. Because because they they were like contracted to make a game about like I put the toy on the thing and it makes the it makes a character appear in the game and then, then then everyone goes out and buys more toy. Like, you know, it was, it was a fairly craven business model. Yeah. Now Um, W want WB wants the Assassin's Creed Harry Potter game. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, it's so funny because it's like, if it's rocking a hard place here, just purely talking about like, like game, game response stuff. If it is, if it is too rigid and like too much in like the bully fantasy, I think of like, you know, you have a schedule, you have like the persona calendar or whatever. I think people who aren't like diehard super fans might get bored because they can't like shoot Hagrid or whatever. Um, if it, <laughs> and then if it is a game where you can pick up a, pick up a second year and throw them down the staircase with a spell and just get plus 10 evil points or whatever, then, like, that's going to be entertaining for, I don't know, 15 minutes until everyone realizes it is just every single one of these games again. Yeah, but I think some people just play every single one of those, don't they? I mean, this is one of those yeah. things where I feel so out of touch with, like, mm-hmm. normal gamers. Like, yeah. I play a lot of indie games. Yeah. Play a lot of old games. Yeah. Play a lot of League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't play these played the witcher and the witcher and maybe maybe i just really am out of touch i liked that game because it was an open world game that didn't sacrifice the story to be an open world game well and that is that is the thing i think that that is like that's like the double-edged sword of the witcher 3 right is like the witcher 3 is an insanely good uh open world rpg um it's probably still the best one and just for in terms of like if you want 
if you want an open world with like a good story, right? Um, it's also a game that like probably took some degree of like death march to get done, right? And so yeah. like every every game is trying to be The Witcher Three now, and like every, everyone is going to get ground into dust trying to do that, and like. I don't know if 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 there's anything that is going to like compete with The Witcher 3 purely on like a balance between open world and story thing. I don't know if Harry Potter's got the fucking chops for that, you know? Like that's a tall order. I I do not I do not want to bully the writers on this game because I obviously don't know who they are. I don't know what the deal is. I'm guessing they didn't have They're a whole lot. They're probably having of... a bad day today. Oh yeah, my god. Um, <laughs> they probably were not given a whole lot of breathing room for this game. I am assuming right. that the writing on this is not um, allowed to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. I just like, no, obviously I think... I, I'm not going to judge from like just the trailer, but the whole thing where it's like, and you have an ancient power <laughs> that like will yeah. change the course of it. I'm just like, okay, it's, yeah. it's this, right? And yeah. um, like, okay. And, and like, that's the thing about like the Witcher is I think the Witcher would just be as good if it wasn't open world. I got sick of the open yeah. world after like one act. But the story was good enough. There are people who I who I I think are not not wrong when they say that Witcher Two is the best one because it's the same writing with less open world stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair assessment. The th- here's what I the other path this could take. Mm-hmm. The thing I'm very curious about this is like The Witcher Three is like the open world game du jour right now. Yeah, but before that, and also a a hole that is sort of like missing Mm. in like games right now is the skyrim style like there are a billion unrelated quests um because the witcher (laughs) because the witcher has like a you know it has a lot a lot of quests but they're like very polished and well written and like there are two side quests in that game that have nothing to do with the main quest and they both made me cry i've never cried at side quests (laughs) in a game before Whereas, whereas this, the like Skyrim is just like it throws you into a huge toy box with a billion quests and is like just here, fucking go nuts, whatever. And like that was really popular for a while. Yeah, I played it for like two hundred hours and I have not even one good thing to say about it. <laughs> I can't get that time back. <laughs> but I'm wondering if if this is one of those where it's just like, oh, you have Hogwarts and Hogsmeade and like some countryside, and there, there you go. Here's the game. And there's no story other than, like, five main story quests that unlock after a certain amount of time. I, I'm, yeah, it's, the, the the description on the website is vague enough that it could be any three of these things. They have not actually said what it is, um, which, I don't know, gets interesting, I suppose. Because uh, those are three very different ideas that will be received very differently. I, 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 I don't think you are wrong. I'm pretty sure this game is going to be a, you know, again, separating it from all of the outside forces. I think this is going to be a solid six out of ten. Yeah, probably. Which is, again, I talked about this during our news segment, but I'm just like watching this weird anguish that people are having. And I'm like, did you watch the same trailer as me? Like, I know people like these games, but I'm just like, really? 
And there are so many good ones or even like decent ones, right? That are just like you could you if you feel this strongly about wanting to play an open world game, but you also feel bad about like supporting Harry Potter stuff, like just pick a different one. And I, there's some stuff that I, I get it, you know, like I, I have nostalgia for some Harry Potter stuff. And I think like the biggest lure to me that luckily I am not trickstering my own self about is that I <laughs> am I am a little bit lured by the idea of a Harry Potter story not written or like consulting J.K. Rowling. Sure. Yeah, we, we've talked about that a lot, right? Like it, one of the most disappointing things in the franchise is that she has such a tight grip on it still after becoming arch nemesis of of twitter i also find the like the 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 very obvious marketing spin of like she was not involved she was not consulted this is like you know it is that's all well and good to say but like i bet that if she saw something in the game and didn't like it she could get it taken out you know oh yeah like, I, she I think has there were definitely there were probably all like I assume that there's like contract rules and stuff from WB. I just don't think this yeah. is going to be going. This isn't going to be the Kotor two of Harry Potter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is going to be like a deconstruction of Harry Potter somehow. I mean, it, it could be like they could sneak that in there. Yeah, I guess I I, I don't know. I feel like the way they're <sighs> God the the darkest vision I have of this game is that. They they give you like uh, diverse gender presentation character creator options, and we get a billion think pieces that are like Harry Potter game takes epic stance against J.K. Rowling. I'm and I'm, like, I'm rolling my eyes. You can't see it, but I am. <laughs> but like, you, but, but am I wrong? Does that seem does that seem like a possibility? Because I think it is that they could that'll that'll be there their concession to this very quietly and like that's just so that's nothing like yeah it's still still jk rowling's property right Mm -hmm. like i don't know that's that's my that's my darkest vision of 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 where this game goes i think yeah i guess actually actually, the even darker one would be like if they if they did try to do that and she puts her foot down and says no which is also very possible yeah like these are two 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 bad options I'm baffled by the amount of people who just seem to be like in tears being like, I can, I can, can I play this? And it's like, well, if you really want to play it, play it. But if you feel <laughs> that bad about anyway. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're go- and like, I'm like, I don't care. It's fine. Like just fucking. Just shut up shut about up, it. Shut up about it. Just play it. And then like, you know, don't get mad if people like say like, damn, I don't think you should play the Harry Potter game. Like, well, if you're, who care? Shut up. It's not about you. <laughs> It's going to be a 6 out of 10. It's going to be a 6 out of 10 anyway. Activism isn't buying or not buying things. Just if you feel bad about it, don't do it. But if you don't and you want to do it, do it. Just don't don't tell me about it. You don't got to tell me about it. You don't got to. It's okay. Video games are bad. 6 out of 10. Video games, by and large, pretty bad a lot of the time. (laughs) I'm excited to keep following this thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, both because I am curious, like, like, we, we, you know, we're kind of placing our bets on like what kind of open world game this is going to be. Um, so we can keep a tally on our predictions here. I'm still, uh, there's that part in the trailer where there's like the, the, uh, they talk about the ancient power. There was a part in the leak that showed like the thing that looked like an obscurial. Mm. I'm betting 
rats going to factor in somehow. I think a goblin rebellion might factor in somehow. Do you think you can buy a house elf? Oh, well, there is. So there is that part on that blog post I sent you where the lead writer was like, you know, we're asked so many weird questions at our job. Like, how long does the house elf live? Uh, uh, the answer to that was, what was it, like 200 years? And also they only mate if their masters allow them to. <laughs> yeah. Mm, so, so like, there, there's just unavoidable bad shit that they're going to have to get into, <laughs> which is very funny. Um uh i wonder uh, here's my thing if they if they said you know hey how old how long do house elves live with someone like can we get dobby in here can we get baby dobby in here can we get a baby dobby in here can we get creature in here he looks old in the movies yeah maybe maybe he'll maybe he's maybe he's gonna be here oh there's one part in the trailer where it talks about how like oh you're gonna you're good you will you will meet with exciting professors or whatever and there's like the potions professor walking in and he looks really <laughs> grumpy and he's got long hair but he also sort of looks like serious black yeah he does and i'm like do here do you think they will opt for like the closest to like the the harry potter fantasy people want and like basically make all of those characters like xbs of characters that everyone knows or do you think they will go completely different that's a tough question. I'm just so taken by how that by how the the potions professor walks in and he's super grumpy and he like slams the bottle down on the table and he's like sort of Snape but but he looks like serious and so I'm like are they like gonna play mix and match? Is it gonna be like oh he's like Snape but he's kind of got like the devil may care serious attitude? Like are, are we gonna be able to like see what combo of characters all of these people are? Yeah, probably. Did you see the um? the other professor i can't tell what class they're in maybe herbology oh in the greenhouse yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she she was kind of far away and kind of indistinct yeah i couldn't quite yeah i couldn't quite tell um is do we know what headmaster this will be this is dip it right maybe i think I so dip it is too oh it maybe so i think that dumbledore was born in 1881 yeah it could be it could be dip it depending on when in the 1800s we are. Yeah. Also, do you think Dumbledore will be a student? I don't think they're going to want to go there. Do you think they're just going to try and, and not, they're not going to include like any JK Rowling characters at all? That would be the smart thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah. I have the morbid curiosity about this thing that will undoubtedly not be very interesting. I assume that we're going to see some some ancestors right like because yeah. there are like 10 wizarding families i'm sure there's going to be some familiar names yeah they're gonna we're gonna see some lestranges we're gonna get, see some some house black we're gonna see some house uh we might have a, we might some have some potters too we might that's, have some oh, weasleys i, wonder, I mean they're I all i wonder if i wonder if we'll see i wonder if we'll get like one reference to the potters and it's going to be like the hair care product Hmm. That, that, May- that wait, 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 wait. What if the potions professor is a potter? Ooh, because they are supposed to be good at potions, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And Ooh. I think the hair care thing is a potion. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm. Mm, he's a potter. That's, yeah, there we go. That's a good prediction. Huh. Hmm. Uh, real quick before we go, um, you spent some time in the official Discord. Give me a rundown of what that's like. What's How are they... 
how are they feeling over there? Gamer spaces are so bad. I I forgot. <laughs> just just so bad. Like I I'm very used to the badness of the the ones that I'm in. You know, like I, I like I guess League of Legends is like the best example, but it's like the League subreddit is very special. It's very special. People that play League, oh my god, I'm very used to their bullshit. Yeah. And I'm pretty like numb to it, but just I forgot what the like mainstream gaming community is like. It was a <laughs> it was a shock. Um so I'm, so I'm in the official Discord. Um uh just just uh just checking it out, observing, seeing the the exciting convos that are going on in there, uh kicking up some shit a couple times. Yeah. Uh just yep. just just uh popping in to ask ask some questions, uh say hello. Um I did uh say I wonder if Dobby's father will be in the game, and I got two um two kind of XD reactions to that. Um <laughs> mostly Every third post is someone coming in and asking if there's going to be multiplayer and then freaking out when they're told no. (laughs) Like everyone's really upset that there's no multiplayer that we know of. Yeah, that's I, uh, I did not realize that was a thing. People people like multiplayer. It is very funny to me that it's like such a such a like request here because like this is this is very clearly being made as like a single player rpg right like yeah this this is a mass effect this is an assassin's creed in an open world right but like people really like or really hate depending on who you talk to like the gta and like the red dead multiplayer and stuff and like those have made a pretty successful open world multiplayer thing i just don't know what people think you would do in it like would you would you both stupefy an 11 year old and kick them down the stairs like, <laughs> like that's kind of like that sounds like it could be kind of hilarious i guess for five minutes but like it's not a like feature that i think is like necessary in the game especially when you look at like what kind of game like just being the most charitable i can be looking at this thing and looking what they're trying to make and being like yeah this is for single player yeah i i I've just have seen many many impassioned pleas for multiplayer yeah, multiplayer is popular although i think i like the thing i the thing with that is that like god multiplayer is way more of like a going concern than single player only at the moment and so like i'm surprised that the multiplayer only fans are that upset about it when like you look at like every major game coming out right now and it's like that avengers game multiplayer uh the new batman is going to be uh uh a fucking multiplayer game the the suicide squad game that was made by the people who made the old batman (laughs) games is going to be a fucking multiplayer game like co-op is a big fucking deal right now it's not like we're we're like uh you know wanting for any of those and i guess it really is just like they want one with the name they like on it right like yeah i mean that's kind of I, I think that like that combined with this idea that like this game is coming out and it has to like all games that i'm excited about have to be a game that i'm going to play forever like yes, that, it that has is to be a the er game yeah and it's like if i if there's no multiplayer I'm going to get bored, and after 100 hours, I'm not going to just be able to hang out with my friends in the game. And it's like, well, I mean, maybe 
the game is just 80 hours long and you quit playing it. Um, so People that's... hate being told that a video game will end at some point. Yeah. Like, I think just generally, like, like the... You know, and I, I like a good long open world, like, RPG. I, I like to spend a long time in a game. But, like, there is there is definitely just a weird thing people have of just, like, they hear any number. Like, when someone says, like, oh, how long is the game? And they hear, like, any number under, like, 80. And they're like, damn, that sounds like there's no content. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, this is just, like, I mean, obviously, like, the people that signed up for the official discourse Discord are, like, such a thin slice of the audience. And also probably yeah. pretty leaning toward multiplayer anyway if they're going to be showing up and socializing <laughs> in an official game discord um yeah yeah but it again it's like that theme of just like this game has to be the, this this is going to be the perfect game and it's got to have it every ha- good game thing in it ever and it's like, got to be like, guys, open world you're going to be RPG, so disappointed multiplayer yeah it's i am god the reviews for this is going to be a real fun day yeah that's that's gonna be exciting yeah but yeah i like i said i look at this trailer like i was certainly at least like oh that's cute when i heard jim dale but like other than that it really does just look like every video game like every triple a video game and like i know that's what the people wanted but it's very funny that it's that like it's causing this much like you say anguish from people who feel bad about wanting to play it and it's like well just play a different one then there's 10 billion yeah 10 million billion of these exist yeah and they're definitely on a back the back foot as a result there's like a mod in the discord that was like most active and Mm. every like i mean it came up a lot like people were like is jk rowling involved and they have it in the (laughs) faq on the discord and the mod just like quote posts it at you if you bring it up um and it just says that she's not involved um and somebody in the Discord said that, and like one of the only things I asked is, I was like, "Oh, is she getting royalties though?" Because uh, I, do, I don't <laughs> think that there's any been any like. I mean, they don't typically reveal contracts, so it's like not no. even like worth asking. Also, yes, of course she's getting royalties. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Um, and and I just got that posted at me, you know, um, which is that she's not involved. So they are like on it and ready. And then, like, it ha- it's like, I-, I watch it, it's, like, super active, I was just, like, working and had it on, on my other monitor. Um, and then, like, little little fights will break out every, you know, <laughs> 20 minutes or so, because someone new shows up, and it's like, J.K. Rowling's a turf, and, um, and then, like, five people will be like, uh-oh, don't go there, uh-oh, stop, just keep it about the game, please, um... And then, like, some fuckhead will also, like, quote tweet that, or not quote tweet it, but, like, quote it and say, like, get your rhetoric out of here. Like, it's just, it's such a shit show. Um, But every time it's like, no, she's not involved. This is what WB signed up for, so I can't feel that bad for them, honestly. No, no, I don't feel bad for them. Um, Here's the part that I don't get. Why why is royalty specifically the thing (laughs) that became the flashpoint? That's so weird to me. Like, she already is a billionaire because of Harry Potter. She got them. She got the money for this. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem, right? Is that like, there's nothing we can do. She's untouchable. Her money is making her more money than any yeah. other like income possibly can. Her money is working for her. Nothing else. Yeah. That's yeah. That's no good. 
Yeah, the royalties thing is such a small... That is such a small goalpost to set. Like, just to, just to like, to to make your Overton window that small and just be like, oh, as long as she doesn't get royalties. It's like, well, what is... Does that matter, really, one way or the other? Like, she's a billionaire because of Harry Potter and will never not be. And I, I don't take any comfort from whether or not she gets a few more bucks off of this thing or not. It's like, you know, not to bring up Tenet again, but like to quote Christopher Nolan movies, uh, you, you know, must be afraid to dream a little bigger, you know, like why, why make that the battleground? Yeah. Like, like surely if you're, if we're that outraged by her as we should be, I think that the conversation should be a little bigger than like, Oh, well, can I buy the toy that I want without her getting my 10 cents off the top or whatever it's like well she has she has money and power whether or not you do uh and that is probably the bigger problem right i can't say anything without getting on a list parody (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just smiling i'm just having a time yeah don't 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 like it's it's not worth it to get into scuffles over like such a um, a tiny meaningless thing for a billion like whether or not a billionaire gets royalties is like that's grim that's a grim uh, uh, like uh, finish line to set I guess for this thing yeah I I mean I I would like to believe in a world where we can really send a message yeah but I think our message is gonna be have to be a little stronger than that yeah yep. The marketing for this is going to be hilarious. I like the them. Like you said, they're on the back foot. They're starting in such an awkward position here. I can't fathom how like they are. Because this thing is coming out in 2021. Probably I'm assuming probably a summer or a like winter game. So they've got like a year uh, of like potential JK Rowling shitstorms to weather. Like they're going to be playing defense this entire time and it is going to get funnier and funnier and sadder and sadder i think yeah and they're gonna have to play defense the whole marketing of fantastic beasts too oh god that's right yeah because there's gonna be the movie oh god they're probably they're probably gonna time them they're probably gonna like try and get the movie and the game out around the same time <laughs> mm. like they do with star wars stuff yeah and that is who yeah they're just no one involved with any of these projects is going to be able to catch a break. I'm like, I feel, you know, I do kind of feel sorry for like, I don't know, just like the, the rank and file, like coders and artists or whatever. But like, I do not feel any sympathy for like anyone with like a desk job at WB, right? Like, this is what you signed up for. This is what you get. You didn't act on this the previous three times that this became a big deal, and now here we are. I do wonder if this is just going to kill it, right? Like, I I wonder if bad bad Harry Potter movie, six out of ten game. Yeah, if, yeah, okay, yes. If If this movie is bad, and if the movie is bad, and the game is more bad press than it is worth, I bet it is not unreasonable to think that these will be the last that we see of, like, big wizarding world pushes outside of stuff just for the fans for a while. I could see that for sure. But I, that'll, that is a, 
tall order. Yeah, I I, I, I'm just I. This is like such a moment of seeing people's reactions. I I have been surprised. I'm like I did not realize that Harry Potter had the cultural cash that it apparently does. I think I think more than anything is that this is the first. I think this was the first time that like anyone has been asked to like put their money where their mouth is if that makes sense because mm. like you know obviously we all have the harry potter books already we have all spent the money on like harry potter toys as kids or harry potter books and and, and whatnot and games previously uh as, as teens and whatnot but like and then like you know crimes of grindelwald was also a big deal but like it wasn't as widely known or accepted like what her politics were it was just like the johnny depp stuff right which is you know still not not a big deal but like a different scale i think of of controversy and then now big triple a video game that everyone has been asking for for like a decade at this point i think this is the first time that a lot of the wider audience has really been asked to and, and, and the funny thing is i guess they're not even really being asked to they just are acting like they are <laughs> um but like asked to uh uh not participate in the thing they want right yeah and it's very you know it's very easy to say you know to tweet you know fuck jk rowling gay pride flag to be someone who's like i want the triple a video game um have all this happen and then be told, hey, the thing that you always wanted is coming. Uh, I think that that makes people realize that they are maybe in a different position than they thought they were. And all of a sudden, it's time to, like, loudly justify to everyone where where the line is. And like, like I said previously, I don't care if you play it. Just, like, the fact that it is becoming a, like, crisis of identity for harry potter ally fans or whatever is very funny please like please don't try to bend over backwards and make it okay yeah just you know just, yeah I, I i am kind of like have a bit of a morbid fascination over this only in that like there have been a lot of very loud people who want to keep the memory of harry potter untarnished um mm-hmm. and and do, do quite the quite the song and dance about art and artist and death of the author and on and on and on um, mm-hmm. and to have and and like you said it be like put your money where your mouth is but sort of the opposite to have this big thing come out after all of that and be like i can still enjoy harry potter and i just won't buy any new stuff from her i'm only gonna buy like fan made uh fan made merch <laughs> and on and on and it's like here's the triple a video game you've always wanted is very yeah. like all right well, and I think I think that that really nails something too that I think makes this because like it's very easy, and I think not entirely, you know, it's not entirely unfair to be like, well, if you take a moral stance on this, then you've got to take a moral stance on everything you consume, and you know, and it's like I think the key difference here that makes this different to me is like, you know, there are, there are plenty of games and products and just things in my life that are like even more unavoidable than luxury items, right? Like I need a car, you know, to get around. And sure. That sucks. Uh, cars are bad. The, the fossil fuel industry is a nightmare, but I need to engage with that. I don't need video games. Right. But like, that is my hobby. And I guess, I, I guess I have like made peace with a little part of my 
soul going on. Like, yeah, well, I know that I know that my smartphone and my PC are like made in a factory by slaves, and I know that video game developers are like not paid overtime and stuff. And like, there there are little bits and pieces of of your your soul that just chip away naturally as as life goes on. I think the part that makes this weirder is is exactly what you say, which is that like it's not it doesn't feel like it's people just making peace with like how shitty the world is and being like, well, yeah, but I'm I want to play the thing. I wish it was that, honestly. It's it's more that there's like this this like bizarre morbid idea that like Harry Potter specifically is like a cultural artifact worth saving and preserving and like the author is is tainting her own work and it's up to us the fans to carry it forward <laughs> and that's why I like that's why I'm going to buy the video game that sucks <laughs> you know like like there's there's just a that that to me is just a matter of like I don't know having a little bit of self-respect <laughs> like you know I I don't begrudge anyone really for like having to compromise to uh you know not die of boredom you know in Mm -hmm. in the shitty world we all live in but like pretending that there is some higher noble cause to it other than like well i i'm gonna compromise somewhere and just buy the thing that i want sometimes and pretending that you're like i don't know upholding this very important thing harry potter for yourself is delusional yeah, and then turning around and putting that on other people to try to absolve exactly. you is... Exactly. Yeah, don't worry, I'm going to donate to mermaids or whatever. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Shut up. It would be so much better if it was... I, like, I, I, I would care so much less about it if it was just like, yeah, she sucks, but I'll play it because I like Harry Potter. If, if, just be honest with yourself, you know? Like, I do that. We've been talking about League of Legends and The Witcher, and both of those have some stuff hanging over them, right? <laughs> like, like, you know, it's not... It's not like I, I'm I'm pretending I'm some paragon of virtue here. I just think specifically it is so stupid to uh, to pretend that it's anything but that, right? You're not. There's no there's no nobility in like. Well, Harry Potter was important to me as a child, and we must rescue it from this this shameless author. And it's like, no, it's hers. She made it. Yep. She's still making money off of it. She, yep. She's not going away. Sorry. Make peace with it or don't, but don't pretend it's anything other than that and don't put it on other people. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. I do hope there's a house elf in the video game. I hope it's Dobby. Is there going to be a party? Like, do you get, because if there was a party and you got like a little house elf buddy? <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. What if like there's like a Dobby? What if it's Dobby and it's what, young Dobby what if and it's he's like Dobby? your Navi? Young Dobby. Young Dobby. Is it a baby Dobby? What about teen Dobby? He's cool teen Dobby. It's got to be baby Dobby. They just make the Mandalorian, but it's baby Dobby, and you've got to carry him around while you do spells. And, like, the people in animal masks want baby Dobby. (laughs) (laughs) And they come and fight you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Six out of ten. That's what I'm predicting. Uh, I'm going to say, like, low 70s on Metacritic. Knock off Assassin's Creed out of (laughs) ten. 
All right. Well, is there anything else you want to predict about the video game or shall we call it there? You know, I think we're going to be predicting about the video game every week from now on. Yeah, every little nugget we get of of detail we're going to be talking about, I am sure. So let's take it to the close. Our theme song is Hunt McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out at Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast. Lots and lots of fun bonus content there for you. Uh, we read John Green books. We forget about John Green books. <laughs> we play The Witcher. We've uh, I played Undertale. So I talk about Undertale if you want my hot takes on that video game. Um... And Liz, what are we reading next week? We're reading chapter 19. It's called The Silver Doe. It is a long one. It's a long I one. I flipped through it. Uh, in my edition, it is 48 pages. That is a hefty chapter. It's hefty. And Ron's coming back and we're presumably going to get some Snape and Sword action. So I'm looking forward to that. But, regardless, please read another book. Please read another book. This ocean rules seem tame, but I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.